1: slash P-O-P-P-O-D-S to get 50% off your first month.
0: Every Friday for the last four or five Fridays, John Astronomy, the co-founder of Talking Metal, and I have been getting together on his Facebook page to do a live video stream. It's actually been a lot of fun. I've enjoyed it. And I just wanted to let you know that this Friday, Ron Keel will be joining us on the live stream. Actually, Simon Wright, of ACDC and Dio Disciples and Dio Fame, among many others. He'll be joining us and Ron Keel. So, yeah, I can't wait. Please join us on John Astronomy's Facebook page this Friday, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time for the Talking Metal live stream. And of course Ron Keel will be there with us I had uh, listened to Mitch Lafon's podcast One on One with Mitch Lafon And Ron did a great interview on on Mitch's show And it just reminded me how much I, I love Ron's music And love Ron he's a, he's a good friend So yeah, can't wait to check in with him This Friday night on the live stream Please join us there Again, John Astronomy's Facebook page So without further ado, what we're going to do on this episode Is listen to last Friday's live stream All right, this is uh, pretty much what happened Live, warts and all Last Friday on the live stream With uh, Mark and John of Talking Metal Here we go Hi, I'm Mark Striegel Host and producer of this show since 2005 On this episode, we're going to talk some rock some metal and anything else we feel like we're also going to jam some tunes have a drink and share some honest opinions thanks for listening to the talking metal podcast let's get things started here's an old classic that sounds just as good today as it did when we were kids
2: Hanging out here in Jersey City.
0: Good to be back with you tonight here on uh, Talking Metal, streaming live. Who do we have on the show tonight? You want to let us know? We have an amazing show. We have
2: Eddie Ojeda from Twisted Sister, one of my top favorite bands of all time. Absolutely. And we have Jeremy Asbrock from the Ace Frehley Band, the Gene Simmons Band, and a lot of other cool people. The Rock and Roll Residency, a lot of cool stuff. So we got a jam-packed show. It's going to be great. And we've got Eddie joining us soon. Let's have a Talking Metal Toast.
0: Talking Metal Toast, my first drink of the evening. Uh, starting easy. Uh, I'm not usually a light beer guy, but I'm going to go with the Bud Light. What nice. are you drinking? I am drinking, of course, my favorite vodka, Dash Vodka. And right. uh, this oh, is
2: I'm so a little fancy here. This is a... Uh, uh, dash vodka and cranberry with a splash of soda. How about that? Okay. Now, when you say soda, a...
0: like like Coke or or like what what type of soda? Club soda. Club, club soda. soda. Okay. So right. I'm okay. I'm even I'm that fancy club soda. Yeah, that's old school. Like scotch and soda. They're not gotcha talking about soda. Coke. They're talking about club soda. Right. Correct. Correct. Yeah. And uh, I might be getting what's called a club chair. You have to so that Google would be that. a vodka soda, right?
2: Yeah, vodka vodka cranberry with some soda.
0: Right, okay, They call it
2: a splash of
0: soda. Right, very good. All right, so yeah, some great uh, guests tonight. Um, Looking forward to meeting Jeremy. I've never spoken with him before or met him. I've seen him play live a number of times. And we'll be talking with Eddie Ojeda who put out this great record. Wait, when did this come out? A while ago. 2006. Yeah, I've got it too, right here. It's cool that we both have it in our hands. Yeah, yeah, so great stuff. (laughs) We've interviewed, I believe I've interviewed Eddie twice, maybe three times. Once with you, maybe one solo, or maybe twice with you. I, I don't know. I, I'm, not, I'm not exactly sure. We've had Eddie on the
2: show so many times. I interviewed him way back in the day, pre-TV show. And then, of course, uh, we jammed with him uh, during a talking metal jam of Paranoid. And uh, we did some other ones,
0: too, with Eddie, right? Yeah, we did "Paranoid." We did uh, "I Wanna Rock," uh, right? Which was was epic with uh, Corey, Corey from Clark. Uh, Warrior Soul on drums. Richard Christie from Death, and of course the Howard Stern Show on on drums and Chardwall of the Dam, of course, Dam. Yeah. Uh, Richard Christie's uh, more current band, if you will. So yeah, yeah, that was great, and I look forward to hearing what Eddie has been up to post Twisted Sister. Got, got some questions yeah. for him. Of course, Twisted Sister uh, did their farewell tour, if you will, a uh, number of years back, maybe, what, three, four years ago at this point. So right. we'll see uh, what's going on, if anything, with Twisted Sister. And I did want to mention uh, the music we were listening to on the way into the podcast version of this was uh, this tune right here. Um, it was, uh, Oh, I am legend tonight. I am legend tonight. We were listening to that on the podcast version of this. I know the people on the live stream didn't hear it, but, um, man, some great guitar playing on that song and a lot of kiss songs by Bob Kulick, a guy we both knew and we lost, uh, I guess yesterday or today. I'm not, I'm not exactly sure. Yeah. When that um, I'm so
3: shocked
2: to hear the news. Um, yeah, it's it's really a difficult thing. Bob Kulick was a great guitar player. I've known of Bob Kulik for, for many, many years since I was uh, in high school or even earlier, maybe grade school. And he was, of course, Bruce Kulik's brother. We just had Bruce on the show. Right. And Bob played on some Kiss records. And uh, he was a really nice guy. I was just with a Bob. a Grammy
0: for producing yeah. Motorhead? Mm-hmm. Yep, uh, I just was
2: with Bob in... October in Miami, Florida, and uh, had a great time hanging out with him there. So uh, I'm really shocked. Um,
0: Only seventy years old. I was shocked too, and and very sad. And and we will all respect the family's uh, picture
2: of uh, Bruce and Bob. And uh, what is that? This is a DVD of Bruce and Bob uh, doing uh, Kiss classics on guitar together. Wow, like a um, like an instructional type of a thing. It's really cool.
0: Uh, It's awesome. It's awesome. Yeah,
2: I I actually got this from Bruce and Bob, so it was really cool. And um, yeah, I'm I'm just really sad about that. I I want this to be a great show, but I I don't want to start it uh, until we acknowledge uh, how great Bob was and pay tribute to him by playing the "I'm a Legend Tonight" song on the podcast version of this show.
0: Yeah, and while, while, while we're talking about that, guys, we do this live, and today's date is May 29th, 2020. It goes out over John's Facebook page, so we'd love to have you join us on Friday night to... Uh, to oh, John's. Sorry, I got some audio coming the live <laughs> I'm watching the live stream. <laughs> yeah, um, but yeah, we'd love to have you join us on Friday nights. I, I believe we'll continue to do this as as long as this COVID COVID 19 thing is still a, a thing on Fridays. Um, <laughs> I, I thought I thought that you know once we get the clear and we're kind of back to normal, um, I'd love to continue doing this. I don't know if it. would will be on Fridays or we do it on different a different day because Fridays are a big night out for everyone. And the whole reason for doing this on Fridays was no one's going out, you know? So I I don't know.
2: So yeah, Friday's a great night to do it during this COVID time again, uh, as I like to call it. And I'm not making light of COVID, but um, it kind of is funny. It's COVID time again, but uh, I hope it's not COVID time again in the future right <laughs> anyway but um yeah so once we're back to normal um we might want to move it to a different day that we think people are home but we want to do it on the day that people are actually home friday nights when it's not COVID time again people are out having fun and that's one of the days people hang out
0: yeah Now, john um I want to talk about next Friday because it's going to be an awesome show already. We have a guest book for that. But your, your mic is peaking just a little bit. I don't know if you can bring the gain uh, okay. down you know just a just
2: hair. I think I can do it. Okay, hang on. Once, uh, hang on. And I am going to bring down the levels. How's that? Is it a little bit better? Yeah, it's
0: better already. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Perfect. Yeah. So So, next week, John, John, by the way, you know, uh, has been, I I give you more credit for Purdue. I mean, it's always a joint effort from us, but you're definitely (laughs) pulling more than your, your, uh, your share on these live streams. John has been booking most of the guests. I I know I booked Eric Turner, but I think you booked all the other ones and uh, (laughs) running the show uh, technically. So yeah. And, Thanks for putting these together every Friday night. I I love it. It's got me excited about Talking Metal, um, more so. I'm always excited about Talking Metal, but this added element of the video uh, stream is definitely fun and new for us, and I'm really enjoying it.
2: Yeah, it's really fun. And let me say that, Mark, you have kept Talking Metal, the podcast, going all along, even when I was out doing Ace tours and other stuff. And of course, I'll be out and tour with Ace again, uh, but uh, I I'm going to ensure that I am a full-time part of talking metal again. And uh, this has been a, a really cool thing. Um, yeah. So uh, by the way, you know, okay. I'm getting all kind of calls here and I think I know why I hang on once I got, I'm like, you know what? I was making fun of people on TV when they've got that uh, phone call stuff happening. Right. And uh, guess what happened to me? So every, every time I make fun of somebody for something, which I don't really ever do, but uh, right. you know, maybe just to myself, it happens to me, so I hey, we got Eddie.
0: Hey. Oh, there he is,
3: okay. Eddie. How you doing? <laughs> I need an ID or something like that. Yeah, well,
0: uh, let's give you a proper Eddie, introduction, Eddie. ladies and gentlemen, yes. uh, joining us here on the Talking Metal live stream. Legendary guitarist from Twisted Sister, Eddie Ojeda. Eddie, how are you, man?
4: Good, good. <laughs> you
2: no, know, hanging in there. Eddie, thank you so much for doing this. I know we uh, y- since I've last talked to you, you moved to Nashville. Yep yep that's so tell tell right. us what happened like i mean uh, i i such a cool place. I think you had said that every time you went down there you you found out more and more great musicians were hanging down there. It's like the whole town is guitar oriented and so it's just like the
3: perfect place to go yep that's the thing um you know the first time I came here like years ago, like the first thing I saw when I got off the plane was a Les Paul you know Yep. yeah, and then like just guitars everywhere, and I was like. Wow, this is pretty cool. I never thought, I'd, you know, I never thought I'd live there. Like People in New York never think they're going to leave, you know. Right, right. <laughs> uh, lately has become pretty easy to want to wanna leave, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> now know, everyone I wants know. to leave, but yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's still a great place. I mean, I was grew up there, and I, I, I always love New York. I feel, you know, a connection there. But, you know, it's really, it's tough to see the what's going on, man, you know.
2: Yeah. And and the one thing is and I know you I know you agree with me is you got to be a millionaire to live in Manhattan
3: now. Oh yeah, it's ridiculous. I mean, it's just gotten so over the top. And, yep. And I don't you know, I don't get it. I mean, the difference I mean, it just in 30 years it shouldn't be that crazy.
0: Right. I, mean, right.
3: I know it was 30 years, but <laughs> it's gotten to the point where I think even if you buy an apartment there, you're still going to have to pay about $11,000 a month for like a two-bedroom apartment. Right, right. Because you
2: have to pay taxes and maintenance and right. there's all these other fees. So even if you owned it, or right. you, buy, you still pay. like, right. like you, you still didn't say you know, no.
3: worse off because now you're paying the taxes and maintenance. Yeah. So yep. you're probably better off just renting at this point. Right,
2: which is, believe it or not, I'm still renting. And I, I used to live in Manhattan. Now I'm in Jersey City. But uh yeah so I don't even I haven't even bought even though most people think you're supposed to buy but as you're saying and you're correct it, it's it's just as bad or worse if you buy.
3: Oh I, I know. I mean Jersey City is cool and my what well, you bumped into my yeah.
2: Yeah, I ran into Eddie's brother, Mark. I didn't even tell you. I was at a restaurant just down the street from my house, and I ran into Eddie's brother, who also lives here in Jersey City.
3: Oh, wow, cool. That whole area is unbelievable. I mean, it's just developed so much. It used to just be, like, empty space. Right, yep. That whole (laughs) water, right by the Hudson River. And I remember I used to bike ride, like, over the George Washington Bridge and and, and bike ride wow. on the Jersey side, and I remember seeing all these warehouses and everything, and I was saying like, "It's unbelievable! Like Manhattan is like so developed, and this is." I said, "This got to be a this got to be a gold mine here." You yeah, know? and it, there's, it a, there's a, a now so it is.
0: There's a movie, I believe it's uh, that Sid and Nancy movie, and it, which probably was shot in like the eight early to mid eighties. And there's a scene right over there in Jersey City on the Hudson and there's nothing there in the the movie. Yeah, there's nothing. I mean, there's I
3: remember there was one building and it was all warehouses and they were all run down. And, you know, I mean, and River Road was always there. You know River Road now because you live from that side. But, you know, I remember bike riding there, you know, in the late 70s as I you was know, a kid. Wow. I used to take my bike all the way to, you know, I used to go. That's I so cool that you went things. from in the city across the George Washington Bridge and down. Yeah, it was great because the George Washington Bridge always had that walking, riding area. So, right, right. You know, that's how, that was my, that was my vacation. That's how I got out of the city, you know. Was, <laughs> right on. I Fort Lee. <laughs> so, that's great.
0: So Eddie, it's been a number of years now since Twisted Sister uh, stopped playing live shows and we just wanted to kind of catch up with you and see what you're up to uh, musically, if anything. I mean, it was, John and I were just talking, you gave us a great album already back in 2006, an album that we loved, Ronnie James Dio, Rudy Sarzo, I think Jolyn Turner, right, was on this. I mean, um, sang, uh, on it. yeah. Yeah. You know. So, are, are you uh, are you doing any solo music? Are you
3: what are you up to at musically? Anything at I the have moment? Stuff, but you know, I've been in the process of like moving the last year and a half and selling my house, and it was kind of hectic. And then, I mean, luckily, I was able to sell my house in New York just before this whole virus thing happened. Because wow, wow, okay. You know, it, it's what's going on there. And, it's just you know it's sad to see but you know uh so the whole moving thing was kind of hectic because i was living you know the house i lived in where i lived there for 20 years you know <laughs> and there was a lot of stuff there man like packing was like oh i believe it <laughs> and like and then throwing things out and and people think they don't realize what moving can be like you know but, <laughs> so it, it was <laughs> it kept was you busy so. Yeah, I'm. I'm still like. I mean, there's no pictures on the wall yet. Yeah. Yeah. I, I. I thought you had like a professional Marshall background. <laughs> of just white there. It Looks
2: good. I. I love that. That little uh, Marshall stack, right? That's one of those yeah, micro that's stacks.
3: Baby one. That's it. Yeah, it's so cool. <laughs> it's, you know, I have to have something,
2: you know. There's... Yeah. So Eddie, when did you phys Like your brother was saying, you were in the process. Now, when did you literally? So you just sold your house. When did you physically go down there?
3: Well. I actually got this place about in September. It'll be two years. Oh, okay, cool. I was going back and forth, and then you know I couldn't really put the house on the market till I had a substantial amount of things moved down here. And then right. I put it on the market, and you know the first uh, the first agent I worked with didn't it didn't work out well, but the second one I worked with was great, and we you know we sold the house in two weeks. And uh, then after that, and that was just before, I mean, we left that like, just before the whole, you know, quite the pandemic hit. Wow, good for you that you got down there, wow. Yeah, we were in Rockland, I was in Rockland County. So, um, which is on the Jersey side, like a lot of people in Manhattan don't even know where- Right, so (laughs)
2: there's the Hudson River that separates for all you people that don't know New York, Hudson River separates New York and New Jersey And Rockland County, New York is on the Jersey side of
3: the Hudson River. Right. On the upper, like right up from Berger County. Yeah. So. Right. We just educated a few people that, you know. (laughs) Unless unless you live in Westchester, I really, you know, it's unbelievable to me. Like if in Long Island, I'll ask somebody, yeah, I live in Rockland County. Where is that, man? Like Uh, like near (laughs) Buffalo. I'm like. That's so funny that they don't know. 20 miles from the George Washington Bridge. Right. Right, right. 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 It's right there. That's great, and it's rocking. I mean, what took so long? You know, like, yeah. People are, you know, <laughs> it's amazing. Like, there's so something about they know Jersey. They know that Jersey's there. It's so weird that they don't know Rockland County, but they I believe Rockland it. I believe like, it. Oh, you mean it turns back into New York?
4: Yeah.
0: I <laughs> am yeah. <laughs> So, 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 Eddie, you're 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 there now in Nashville, um, yeah. possibly settling in. Um, will
3: you start recording new music? You think? I hope so. I mean, I got I got some new solo stuff that uh, I've had in the can for a while, you know, um, and I got the basic tracks done. Some oh, cool, really good stuff that I I feel really good about. But I just haven't had the chance to get back in the studio and 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 finish up. So once I get all this moving stuff out of the way, uh, which is soon, you know, I'm still unpacking, but it's sort of little by little you know and now there's so many people that have studios here and then this thing happens and nobody can go no yeah, I mean, yeah nobody you can can get together can't nobody get together with a mask and an oxygen and you know <laughs> <laughs> so. now
0: now when you did when you did access to access um Back, I guess it was what 2006. We were saying, right? Um, yeah. You had just some obviously really impressive vocalists joining you on that record. I mean, yeah. Ronnie James Dio, of course. D. Snyder did uh, did a, a, one song with you, I think, on yeah. the album. Paul Rigby, yeah, which was amazing. Yeah. Uh, amazing cover of the Beatles classic. JoLynn Turner. Are you thinking once again uh, you would pull in some some names like that?
3: Yeah, I definitely, I mean, I love doing it because it's just a lot of fun to work with people that uh, I admire, that I like as friends, you know, that I've been lucky enough to make friends with, like Ronnie. Right. Um, and the thing about Ronnie James Dio, I don't know if I've told you the story, but, you know, we were playing together in Puerto Rico and they were opening for us, which is wow. weird because we did a whole tour with Dio <laughs> like right after he left uh, rainbow, he went on his own and he did quite well. And we were opening for him, for them. And after, think, after he left Sabbath probably. Yeah. Right? yeah. And, uh, so I, we probably, I think it was about six months we were together. So, you know, you got to really know people when you're on tour with them. And so I got to know him and Vivian pretty well, well all the guys in the band, but you know, we, um, we're playing in Puerto Rico together this is years after that tour and I told Ronnie I said listen I'm doing a solo album and I wrote a song that's very kind of deal ish you know I sort of it was inspired kind of by the way you write and, and yeah. do your music I said would you sing on it and he goes sure without even listening to it you know like <laughs> yeah. how do you know it doesn't suck you know, Like I think he trusted you like, yeah he, he yeah. knew he could trust you which is you know, which is like I thought about it, I said, like, wow, you just like trust me to do this and he says, like and then you know, I, he says, you know just send me the tracks, and luckily, he had just put a new studio in his in his house, maybe that helped, you know, like <laughs> well, I might as well try something like you know so so it 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 was like you know the time was perfect, the timing, I guess you know, he just put a new studio in, he wanted to work it out, and so I sent him the tracks. And then I get an email from him. He says, "I'm going to do all the vocals, and you'll like it." He says, "I'm, <laughs> going, to, I'm going to change a few lyrics, and you'll like it." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like it. <laughs> I'll send it to you soon. And, you know, and, and it was funny. It was, and he sent. It. I, so, I love that. Yeah, and he did. You know, in the tracks, when I first got him, I listened to him alone, and which is, you know, now they're doing a lot of that now, with, uh where you're just hearing a vocal like a Oh, your, wow. Yes, an isolated, isolated vocal, vocal track. Isolated. Yeah. And sometimes, you know, you can really hear how good a vocal is when you could hear it by itself, like, and, yeah. and hear Ronnie by himself, you know. Wow, like, that's amazing. That, that's cool. That's great, Whether, no matter what song it was. But the fact that I wrote the song, you know... Uh, That's it, excellent. It was Having just, him sing your stuff is great. Yeah, it was just unbelievable. And he added the word magic, which I didn't have. It wasn't a <laughs> lyric. <laughs> had, to, had to get it on the brand. He the word magic in there. Yeah, yeah. The word that, magic or rainbow or something in there makes yeah. it a little more deal. No, it really worked. It worked. It was perfect. You know, <laughs> yeah. I forgot what word he took out, but he put... Then there's
2: magic you know that's great. It makes it a, you know, his imprint is in that song. I mean, yeah. even with his singing, but now with that addition of that word. Yeah, even though I didn't give him a writing credit for the word magic. Well, yeah, one yeah. word that's not necessary. You don't have to give him a writing but credit. One for that. word, you
0: know, come on. you know, speaking <laughs> of of Ronnie and you mentioned Vivian uh Campbell, yeah. uh and of course there was Jimmy Bain was one of the other organizers. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you know this, but thirty-five years ago. You went into the studio almost to the day. I believe it was last weekend was the 35th anniversary of you going into the studio with those guys and like 30 other guys to do the hearing aid uh, song. And, and what an all-star lineup that was. And those people who joined Ronnie on that track were all handpicked by him. Those are people he obviously thought highly of. And you were, you were one of those guys on that, on the track with, with them again at 35 years ago almost to the day you were recording that with Ronnie any memories of the hearing
3: hearing aid uh, stars song you know it's I just did an interview with somebody else about it because there's a whole everybody wants to know to this day it's like you said it's just the anniversary of it and um, it was it was an amazing uh, day you know I think it was I went there for two days. It was at A&M Studios, which, I don't know if you're familiar, a in, in LA? Los in Los Angeles, yeah. yeah. And Herb Albert used to own, at the time, he owned that studio. Wow. And a lot of people are not going to know who Herb Albert is. But I love Herb Albert, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> Tijuana Brass. Tijuana Brass, yeah. But, um, and the thing was, I was staying in a hotel. The Holiday Inn, right near, uh, It's a, it, I don't know if it's still the Holiday Inn and but you know they put us up at the holiday inn uh they i had to fly in for that cuz i was on tour we were on tour with iron maiden and uh adrian and um and dave had played on it too so i you know i ran into them there and uh but it was funny cuz i was hanging out with Nikki six a lot at that time right and, Nikki Six picked me up to, and took me there because he was, you know, I mean, wow. he was, so and we went down in a jeep, like down Sunset Boulevard, <laughs> in, an, in an open jeep, and this is in the '80s, and you know, and Motley Crue and people and, knew who you guys were, right? Yeah, and and I said, like, this is not very low key, is it? <laughs> you know, we're right, traveling down, but it was, you know, it, it's funny because it, I just didn't think much of it at the time. Now that I think of it, I was like, oh, you know, I wish I could have appreciated that a little more than, uh, you know, I just kind of just said, felt that was very normal, you know? Yeah, right. Um, that's that's was, cool. Yeah, because I just, you know, at that time, we all kind of knew each other. We were working together in some way or another, you know, and uh, and all the people that were there, it was just, it was, it was a great time, you know? Uh, I don't think, I didn't really I kind of maybe took it for granted a little bit because I just thought this is the way everybody does this, you know. And and now I'm looking back and going, that was quite an accomplishment to put, to get all those guys together. And they all just said, yeah, and went in a heartbeat, you know. Luckily enough, um, I I don't think I was in, I I wasn't staying in Los Angeles. I was on tour with Maiden and I had to fly in from somewhere and stay And luckily we had a couple of days off. And then, Uh, you know, and the the Maiden guys, I was there when the Maiden guys did their thing. And I said, well, I'll see you guys tomorrow because we went back on tour the next day, so. Oh, wow.
2: Great story, uh, Eddie. And I think that the the reason that everybody did it is when somebody like Dio asks you to do it, you just say yes, no matter what it is. If they say you're in the middle of a tour, you got to fly cross country, everybody will just do it for him not that many people like i people would probably do it for ozzy and theo uh
3: maybe helford you know there's a few different people you know especially ronnie just had that you know that charisma you know and of course his talent his voice was you know just the most and you know the whole thing when when he agreed to do my song he wasn't he didn't have cancer yet. You know, we didn't know that he was, I didn't know that was going to happen, you know? Right, right. And after that, I just, it just, it it was so, I I just took it so deeply. I was like, I can't believe that he's gone, you know, and and he's saying on my my album, you know, it was. Right, right. I just had so much more appreciation for it and just realizing like the loss was, you know, it was a lot deeper for me. Cause, yeah, now I can know, imagine. But. He had done something just out of the kindness of his heart, you know. Um, and,
5: yeah. I
3: mean, he didn't even want. I mean, he didn't even ask me for money. I mean, I wow. sent him something because I just said, I'm, there's, I'm, "There's no way I'm not going to send you something, give it to charity, whatever." But I, you know, I really appreciate you doing this, and I'm, you know, I'm going to pay you something as soon as I got a little something from the record company. I definitely sent something as right. well. But, uh, huh. but well, that was up, that was really cool. That's the kind of guy he was, you know. Just he would help you out, you know. He would just say, "Hey, you're doing something. I know you." He knows how tough it is sometimes. People don't realize right. that, how tough, especially when you're doing a solo thing and you're part of a band. People don't realize how hard it is to do your own thing. Yeah, you know? right, and right. You can just go out there and do it, and like everybody's going to show up, but it just doesn't work that way. Right on,
0: and. No doubt. To kind of segue off of that, you know, there's been, you mentioned Nikki Six, yeah. uh, Motley Crue, of course, had done a farewell tour a number of years ago and, you know, signed contracts saying they would never get back together oh, and... Man. Now they're, they're back together and they were at least supposed to do this stadium tour, which I'm I'm assuming is not going to happen at this no, point.
3: No, it, it definitely all got put off, like with Def Leopard and Poison. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and you know we
0: we time and time again we hear these bands and artists say this is the last tour ever, and then they they're back. And <laughs> we've heard Twisted Sister say that, of course. Too. Do you ever imagine that there could be a time where Twisted Sister you know, says, "Hey, we've been away a number of years," and Let's go. Let's go. Give the fans one more round of this stuff.
3: You know, I never say never. Right. Because, uh, Good. Good. Because you never know. It's just it, right. like I'll never do. it. you, that's, <laughs> you know, right. It, it right? Depends on the situation. I mean, you, you you always miss it, no matter how much you've done it. And I mean, we you know we the whole comeback for four. four we were like together for fourteen years. We did a lot of shows in the last fourteen years, and we were headlining. All the shows. It was like we were bigger now than we were in the '80s. In the '80s, we were wow, wow, you know. And yeah. so it was, it was a great time. But you know, I, I think it just got to a point where we just felt you know, like maybe it was like Seinfeld, uh, I don't, right? Just go out on a high note, you know what I mean? Yeah, go out and top, go out and top, and. uh but, you know, as far as that goes, The Who blows everybody away. They're the biggest liars of all time. Yeah. I remember. So, they, they, they Like, 90 and still, like, be touring.
0: Yeah. And I remember <laughs> The Who in 1982. This is the last tour yeah, we'll yeah, ever yeah. do. And then they, <laughs> years ago, <man. laughs> And they did it again in the <laughs> 80s.
3: It was like, no, this is the last tour we'll ever do. Yeah, and, like, 40 tours later. They're, and they're still saying, no, but this is definitely. This is definitely the last tour. We, we mean it this time. Like, so. If Anybody's going to complain, they better talk to the who first because, you know, right? Right, they have, well, really, for, you know, for one, I'm happy when
2: bands decide to come back, even if they at one point said they weren't, because yeah. it's going to uh give me another chance to see him now. Eddie, I have uh two things I want to um mention, and one of them is to just to tell some fans about something that they might not know about you did because I was there, a great performance with Ace Frehley at Carnegie Hall. And I know the story, but why don't you guys tell the, uh, why don't you, Eddie, tell everybody the story?
3: Yeah, well, it was a benefit. Uh, It was about sobriety, you know. Um, And actually the the police officer that arrested Ace was there. uh, Right. During that that whole big thing that with- uh, Jimmy Genter. With Mm -hmm. Anton, you know, that time, that big accident. that. but um, so it was it was a fun day it was a great time Uh, you know and you know we just played acoustic guitars Um, we did New York groove and the song off the last album, uh, one of the acoustics. So we did one of the song acoustically and what one. Was and we had these little Vox amps, and you know, I still look at the video and I go, like, it, it sounded so cool. It was just these little Vox amps with just a little distortion, and you know, we did New York groove and. It- And, you know, I mean, I love Ace. He's been a good friend of mine for so long. But, you know, it was fun to do that together because we had never done that. And it was a charity and it was, it did well. I mean, it was sold out, you know. uh,
2: Yeah, and it was at at Carnegie Hall. And it was, there was a, a, Carnegie Hall has a couple of different venues inside. And so it was a historic place. Um, It it was just a great event. And what I thought was cool is that Ace wanted to do it with someone and out of anybody in the, you know, he could have picked, he said, I want to get Eddie on this.
3: Yeah, yeah. And it was, it was great, because, uh, you know, I had, I had to learn the song, because we only had one day. Like, to, so I had to learn the new song. Um, I think it was a little below the Angels, maybe, but... Yeah, the Angels, right, yeah. exactly. Right. Um, so I had to learn the song, you know, and I, like to, I like to really learn a song when I go in, from when, especially if we're going to play it at Carnegie Hall, you know. Right, right. You gotta like, nail it. So I had to really, you know, that, the night before, I just went over it plenty of times, and I went to Ace's house, we went over it a few times, and, you know, we just went down to the city and banged it out, and it was great. It was a great time. Great. Yeah it was it was really a
2: great event and yeah. uh, that was something I always remember um now um i i want to uh, just ask if you have any memories of some of those i'm going to go way way back way way back I, I was watching that the twisted sister movie that uh that is on i think netflix and uh what i really liked was seeing the footage of you guys when you went to europe on those first european tours that you did and you're yeah. playing big festivals and it just Seems so cool. I first saw you guys in 1982 on the You Can't Stop Rock and Roll tour. And this was maybe even before that when you guys first went to Europe.
3: Yeah, I think that was with Blackfoot and Crocus, I think, uh, when we did a tour, like that tour. Can't Stop Rock and Roll. That was a tough tour. But um, yeah, so what was the question about Europe? You said- so
2: just tell. What was it like when you guys went to Europe for the first time, and you guys are playing these you know festivals
3: Well, uh, you know it was great i mean that's the whole that's the whole thrill like when you first coming up, you know sometimes I think people get a bit jaded once they get to a certain level in in of success but the um you know the whole grind of getting there uh is Probably one of the, it's the most thrilling time because, you know, you're kind of like scratching your way up there. And, and, uh, I mean, not that it's, it, it's, it's tough because it kind of sucks. I remember like three of us in one room, we we had to stay in motels, three, three guys in, in a room and we had to take turns using the cot, you know, and wow. guys snored, people farted. I mean, it was, you know, it wasn't people think like oh it's this luxury tour like oh you guys are going all these places and and, you know there was all us and the crew in one bus you know um wow and when you say that people think it's it's like you thought believe me i did when i was going to the
2: store and i got the you know uh you can't stop rock and roll album i thought you guys were you know, superstars, like in my hometown. <laughs> I didn't know you were staying three in a room. You know what I mean? So yeah. anytime, under the blade, I, I was like, oh, I got their album. These guys are super rock stars. That's what I thought.
3: <laughs> yeah, I mean, you're putting out the music, but the whole touring part of it is, is you know, it, it was really tough those, during those days. It wasn't until Stay Hungry that things kind of like got better. You know, right, you know right. that, that album, you know, changed everything uh, for us. But you know, those those first couple of albums, and it's, this is not just us; it's like every band, right. every store, band, yeah. You mm-hmm. know, I, I mean, uh, and even even when things are good, it's still so tough, like the traveling part of it, because you're not there to. You're not there to like, you're not on vacation, you know, you're there right. to play. So you got to think, you got to, you can't really go out, you can't do certain things because you got to play the next day, you know, yep. at least, you know, I mean, it was kind of easier in the 30s when you're in your 20s. Yeah, when you're in your 30s, right. <laughs> like, like got to go out and, you know, blow it out for a night and like the next day <laughs> you pull it off, but... You know, when you get a little older, you got to say, like, uh, no, I'm going to go to bed. <laughs> you know, have a good time at the bar, though. <laughs> yeah. So, Eddie, I, I know in that
0: movie that John was referencing, it goes into the whole thing with, with Motorhead and Lemmy. So we don't, I don't know, probably need to retell that story. But didn't you guys back in those days to uh, tour with a very young Metallica at some point?
3: Well, we did a few shows with Metallica. A few shows, okay. Uh, I remember the show in Holland, the first time I heard Metallica. And, you know, I didn't get it. I was, you know, they were just they playing. They were doing, at that time, they were really like thrash speed metal. Right. Know? I think that was on their first album, if I'm
0: not album, yeah, the yeah. Kill 'Em All record, because they thanked Twisted Sister on the second record. I know that.
3: Yeah. And, I mean, it was, it was fun. I think, um, I'm not sure if, who headlined. And we, we did a few shows together. It wasn't a tour but um they had just kind of come up on the scene and and you know i said wow this is different you know it was I mean, they. I know that once they got a little more commercial, people got pissed off. It's amazing how people get mad when a band becomes really successful. Right, <laughs> yeah. God damn you for being so. You know, I like them when they, you know, were making nothing, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> where they were suffering, I, I was into that.
2: Eddie, I, 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 I <laughs> love I this good. other voice that you... By the way, just, I love... You have a second voice when you're saying the Long Island guy doesn't know where... Um, you know, Rockland County is. You got a. Di- you have a different voice. You should do characters.
5: <laughs>
3: okay, back to the Metallica. Back to the Metallica. Yeah, so the whole thing with uh, yeah, the first time I heard them, I was like, "Wow, this!" I said, "Those guys are like because you know I never heard anybody. The, the, all the riffs and everything was so fast. They were you know they were really speed metal at the time. Um, so you know I didn't. Uh, yeah. And then later on it's, they became like this massive band and, uh, Yeah, so I'm, I'm happy for them you know Yeah. but we never really got to know each other very well uh, we only did a few shows together and it was a very you know it was just cordial kind of hey how you doing in the hallway thing nothing wasn't like what we toured Maiden where we're on t- almost a year together you know you get to know each other so well so you know the, um, That's the first
0: time I saw you guys on that maiden tour. And it was yeah. one of the only times I saw an opening act and every seat in the arena was was filled. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I very rarely saw that. And that, that was one of my, probably my, Fourth or fifth time going to a concert, but I I always remember that, and it was an explosive show. Even a band like Maiden, I mean, you 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 gave them a run for their money. It was a a tough act to follow.
3: It's you know I I noticed that too. Like when eight o'clock came, the place was packed, and people weren't just walking around drinking sodas, talking to each other. You know, they were there to see us too. You know, it was there to see both. Cool, because we were breaking big. That's when Stay Hungry came out. And, you know, we were just really breaking big at the time. And Maiden, you know, didn't limit us at all. They gave us full That's light, cool. everything, sound, whatever. And we used to fire the audience up, but they loved it. Some bands were like, hey, man, no, don't, they we're not going to let them look good. You know, we're going to cut right right off. And a lot of that stuff happened, too. You know, we never did that to people, you know, at least not that I know of, you know, because I didn't like shit like that. I thought it was, you know, it's not fair. You know, don't limit other right. bands. But bands do that for opening acts. And yeah. uh, because they don't want them to sound as good as them or look. Right, right. They you don't know, have the same lights. And they don't want them to, yeah, I was going to say the same lights. They say you can only use 25%
2: of the lighting system. You can't turn the sound up loud. Right.
3: I mean, now it's different because there's so much going on with LEDs and big screens. And the shows now are like so over the top with production. Right. And, you know, back then it was basic lights You know, it was all Fresnels. It was, wasn't there. You know, there was, yeah. you, know, you know, nothing was motorized. You didn't have all these lights, right. and lasers or all that stuff that's, that's around. So, you know, it was, lights were pretty basic, but important too. And if you were limited, you didn't look as good. You Know and but Maiden was always really cool with us. Uh, that's you know, cool to know, that's nice cool to, to hear. Know. And we fired up, and they would love the fact that the, they would come out, and the audience was so fired up already, right? And when they hit the stage, they were like, Wow, you know, ready to go. Right. So yeah. they loved it, which is unusual. Most bands don't, right? Like you know, they don't <laughs> want you to do that to an audience. But for Maiden, because they could take it, they could keep it going. You know what I mean? They were just saying, okay, you you lit the fire, we're going to keep you know, yeah, they're going to rock know, it, and the
2: fans are going to go crazy yeah. for Maiden as well. But. Yeah. So,
0: so, hey, I had, I had one uh, question for you. I, I know we've almost had you a half hour at this point, so I, I don't want to keep you all night. But uh, I always wanted to ask you, and I've interviewed you a number of times, I've never asked you about the uh, Come Out and Play record. Now, obviously, Stay Hungry just exploded all over MTV. Uh, you know, like we just said, filling arenas uh, on that uh, tour with with Maiden and with others. Um, then you guys put out a, a radically different sounding record, at least I, I felt it was as a fan, come out and play, uh, which I, I, I liked, but it was a, a quite a departure uh, sonically and even song-wise from Stay Hungry. What was the thinking uh, to go after the smashing success of Stay Hungry, Why, right. you know, let's do another album just like Stay Hungry. Instead of doing that, which in my view would have been the safe route, you guys went somewhere else musically. What was the thinking behind well, that?
3: I don't know if it was so much the thinking, but we, we used Dieter Dirks, You know, I mean, right. I love Dieter. I think he's a great producer. But, you know, we had to use Tom Worman for Stay Hungry and so did Motley Crue. But Motley Crue, and I don't know... They were they stayed with with Worman for the next album or two, I believe, after the uh, shot of the devil. But um, you know, I would have like I wanted to stay with Tom Worman personally, but because I think he whatever happened would Stay Hungry, he kind of nailed it. And you know, like I said, well, if this is working, let's not change it. You know, but right. you know, for, for certain reasons, we uh, you know what we went with a different producer and i think that did change the sound a bit and you know it wasn't uh, it wasn't as radical
4: as um as when we did um
3: you know the, i remember i forgot the album after oh this for suckers love is for suckers yeah yeah <laughs> and you know so so that you know that was to me that was a lot different because Go right. Hill, Hill, again, we changed the producers. You know, uh, I was to me, come out and play wasn't that different. I thought it was in the same uh, vein. I just thought that we released the wrong single. Okay, I, I thought leader of the pack was not. You know, um, like you know, crew did smoking in the boys' room and it, right. And leader of the pack, I just for some reason it just didn't work. And I, th- I think that was part of the wrong. Uh, and also be cruel to your school, um, you know, because at first when, we, when I thought it was be cool to your school. I said, well, that's nice with the song about being cool. To- <laughs> <laughs> then I went, all of a sudden kids get, get the, I said, you're saying cruel? <laughs> I said, that's not, man, that's not going to fly, you know? Yeah, it's like... Uh, there's no teen spirit in that <laughs> like yeah, cool like, cruel why, why? I thought you were saying cruel <laughs> and <laughs> I mean maybe I should have paid more attention until I saw it in writing like uh, it was, you know I didn't complain about it and it was a bit too late when the album came out you know yeah, right. these are like silly little silly things that happened
5: <laughs>
3: that's yeah. funny that, that's good Eddie I mean we, we can talk to you all
2: day you're a great guest A and um Oh, I, b- before we let you go, I want to ask you, Eddie, I think this maybe a year ago. Did you really become a grandfather? You look like you're younger than
3: me. <laughs> yeah, I did. Uh, he's now uh, a year and four months old. That's awesome. Wow. Congratulations. Wow. Yeah. His name is
0: yeah. Levi.
2: Yeah, a little boy. my son. Levi, uh, nice. baby boy. My parents' neighbor's name is Levi, and he's a little kid that they, they he comes over and helps my dad with stuff. Yeah, I thought it was
3: okay. You know, at first, I thought... You know the song "Eva, Eli's Come In. And I said, I, Oh, that's kind of cool. So he was coming over and I went, like, Eli's come. And then all of a sudden my son says, that he's, No, he's singing Eli, not Eli. Because <laughs> <laughs> I, so, I put the video on like a Three Dog Night thing song. <laughs> I love it. And I was like, Oh, shit. Sorry. But I, I still sing Levi's coming. So. I like that. I like it.
2: So Eddie, when you come back to New York and you visit your brother, you got to let me know, and we'll we'll hang out here. Definitely. Jersey, I I mean. New, York, New Jersey, I mean, New York, New Jersey.
3: But the guitar setup behind you looks pretty awesome.
2: I know. Yeah. Thanks. You can check them. You can play them. You can borrow them. Whatever you need here. But the lighting. I too? got all my Les Pauls. Um, and then I got so this is the Gibson Les Paul area, and a couple of SGs in the room behind this. I've got uh, just more Gibsons, but different shapes, like Explorers, Vs, yeah. and then I got some Strats in there. You know what, Eddie? I wanted to ask you, did you you know, uh, when we did the Fuse show together, um, I had a chance to hold one of your great bullseye guitars, but I saw that you had one that I think was it a Wayne
3: Charvel? Yeah, that's the one that I played at that yeah. when we did, when we did um, Paranoid. I think we did one. Right, right. Mm-hmm. So it that You know, I looked at that video a couple of months ago. I, I thought we killed it, you know. We totally uh, did. We totally did. That was you know, That was, really was so great. much
0: fun, yeah. And thank yeah, you for doing that with us.
3: Yeah, thanks. Remember, Richard Christie on the drums with us. Yeah, everybody was great. I mean, uh and, you know, I go back, we really nailed it. I mean, it was like, and I remember feeling sick, and I thought, I called John, and I said, man, I'm not feeling too good. I was like, I feel like my... I remember. All in, I felt, and, you know, I wasn't, but I did, you know, I I knew the song, I didn't take time to learn the song right, and I was confident with that, I just didn't, physically didn't feel good. I had a cold, but, you know, it, it kicked ass. So We uh, did. You know, right on. I, I remember that now, Eddie. That you called and said, "I'm not feeling that good," and I said, "Eddie, you gotta come. You gotta, you gotta come. come, man. We can't. can't do <laughs> you so, gotta come the... I said, oh, man, No, okay, I'll, I'll be down." You know. But, and uh, twisted egg hot egg. sauce
0: still still going strong. I, yeah, I loved. Uh, I had the peach flavor. I got to order more of that
3: actually, which I, I loved. Yeah, it's doing it's doing okay. You know, I mean, it's a lot of it's hot sauce out there, so it's uh, yeah. I you know, <laughs> mean, maybe, maybe I should. Team up with uh, Cheech Marin or something. <laughs> <laughs> right. Twistedhotsauce.com is, is the site for Eddie's yeah, Everybody hot sauce. go out Good and stuff. get
0: that. We will post
2: yeah. the link in our podcast show notes. Okay. So hopefully we can get some sales on that hot sauce. I love hot yeah. sauce, and I love your hot sauce, Eddie.
3: Thanks, man. Thanks. Great seeing you guys again. You know? Yeah. Uh,
2: Absolutely. Eddie, it's so cool. We we gotta catch up more often, even if it's not on video
3: here, you know? Definitely. Yeah. And say uh say hi to Ace for me. i have to give him a call again. I, I will. I, Ace is in Jersey now. He Oh no, he he's, back. Oh, right. he's back in Jersey. He did he, Yep. <laughs> he sent me a picture. <laughs> oh, very good. Very good. I got it. I, <laughs>
2: <laughs> awesome so Eddie, Eddie, thank you so much we, i really appreciate it mark really appreciates it pleasure, you're man. one of the talking metal family without question and yeah. to, not to mention you're one of my favorite guitar players and twisted oh, sister you, was man. one of my all-time favorite bands when i when i went to berkeley i wrote on the thing they said list three people that you love and i put twisted sister
0: <laughs> three artists that you love right awesome yeah That's awesome. three artists three bands yeah. yeah
3: you guys kick you know you guys are really good players as well so i mean it's always a pleasure ah, thank to you together, man.
0: yeah yeah well thank and thank you for all the great music first time i saw you guys was on that world slavery tour with maiden i saw you many yeah. times through the years uh one of the it wasn't the final time but one of the final times was at heavy montreal you guys were it's so good it was like still Light out when you took the stage, and that was the same weekend Metallica played. That was such a, a right before Slayer. I think you guys played. I, I don't know if you remember that show, but that was insane. The place was going nuts. Canada, we did. We had a lot of great shows in Canada. There was like thirty-five thousand people there for you guys. It yeah, was that
3: crazy. was insane. Was that you talking about the one with Scorpions or? No, that was Metallica, Slayer.
0: Um, I'm trying to think who else was on that year. I I know you guys played like right before Slayer, I believe.
3: Um, We did a a show with Scorpions there, and they shut down the whole city. It was was 85,000. They they were thinking maybe 30,000 people would show up, and it was 85,000 people showed up wow oh, man uh, yeah i think that was previous that that
0: was that that was before the 2014 one that i saw but
2: that's yeah. that's amazing what a, what a story that's so cool eddie uh, to yeah, see yeah. you guys canada. and scorpions canada,
3: and... like you know canada was great for us a great place uh, yeah we, we, absolutely we playing there you know i mean uh, every i mean i could talk about every, every country you know or south america another, you know yeah, oh the people in South America love heavy metal and it, it,
2: absolutely. I think that you guys could get back together anytime you want and, and play in any country and you'll have people there. That's I honestly think so.
3: That's great. Thanks. I appreciate that. <laughs> All
2: right. And I know so. I, I know so. <laughs> If we ever get back together, but like I said, yeah. I know Well, well I'm, yeah, we're not trying to make you <laughs> say any secret stuff or anything. We just say we would love it. But yeah. if, if Twister Sister doesn't do anything, we're, we'll support any of your solo stuff and yeah. come to see you do any kind of live music that you're doing. Yeah,
3: I'll go Absolutely. out there like a motorized thing, right?
2: <laughs> <laughs> And Eddie, I can't wait till you get your your. I love you. you got a little Marshall stack. That's totally cool, and <laughs> just some gear you.
4: there. <laughs> Cool.
2: So Eddie, thank you so much again for coming on, and we will keep in touch. And next time in, I'm in Nashville, I'm going to call you. And next time you're up here, you definitely got to call because we're yeah, going to we'll get your brother up. and definitely. his wife, and we're going to hang out.
3: Okay, take care, guys. Great All sleep. right, thanks, thank Eddie. you, Eddie. Thanks,
0: Eddie. thanks, Eddie. Thanks so much, Eddie. You well. Take it easy. Peace out. Cool. Peace out. <laughs> All right, legendary guitar player Eddie Ojeda from Twisted Sister here on Talking Metal. Always great to connect with Eddie, John, and who do we yeah. have uh, coming up in just a few minutes? Coming up in about seven minutes, we've got Jeremy Asbrock
2: from the Ace Fraley band, and, and, Gene uh, band too, right? and Gene Simmons band too, right? Gene Simmons band too, in Gene Simmons band. And right I on. think we still got it. Eddie. We still got you. <laughs> anyway, I'm to log out of here. I'm, not... <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even sure how to do it. Uh,
3: okay, I got we're you. stuck okay.
2: on talking metal forever. That's okay if you want to stick around.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I'll just stay in the background. Yeah, <laughs> 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 you can't take <laughs> all right. I think
4: it's gonna end up. Hold on, oh.
0: I don't know. Oh, oh, there you go. <laughs> <Not too much. laughs> Eddie, I oh.
2: love Eddie, he is so cool. Let's see. Why do not you hold up your color? mask,
0: John? You showed a, a cool oh, mask. Yeah, yeah, earlier. yeah. Thank
2: you. I want to thank Jason Poole. Also known as Jason the Cop, um, who is friends with the Heartless uh, gang, and he sent me this uh, insane mask. Now, check this out. Jason Heartless, of of
0: course, is on our. Yeah, that's great. So it's a kiss mask. Now, I, I saw actually somebody else online was making kiss masks. Actually, Steve Stevens' wife was was advertising. Wow. Steve she Steve was, was making them out of that same fabric. Yeah. Um, so I, I, I wonder, like, that must be some f- type of fabric you can buy, I'm guessing. It, it must be, but it's
2: really nice. Like, what I'm telling you is that this mask is like, I feel it's like a dress mask. Like, if you put on a tuxedo, you put this mask on. And I got an amazing mask last week, and now I've got this mask this week. So, uh, this is the thing every week, maybe I will feature a new mask. And Jason Poole is so great. We're going to have a show. It's called uh, Senior, Junior, and the Cop. Uh, I'm going to be like the Charlie of Charlie's Angels. I'm going to send Jason mentioned (laughs) mentioned that in the last last episode. And Jason Poole is going to be uh, the third Jason in it. So, it's going to be great. Jason, thank you. I was going to say this up top, and then Eddie popped in early, which is great. Right,
0: and, right uh, so,
2: so that's awesome. Um,
1: and Eddie, is, but I Eddie, love that Eddie is
0: great. He's a, he's one of those guys easy to talk to um, yeah. and humble and always brings the great stories. I, I Seriously, I, I could have spoken with him for another hour. I know. We could have just easy. kept talking. And sure I didn't I'm mean seeing... to say, come on. I, I mean, I actually liked, uh, come out and play. I mean, there was, I think what, there were some very hard, like the title track, for example, is a very fierce, hard and heavy song, but it definitely was more musically diverse than maybe stay hungry. And I, I think the fact that they did choose those two songs as the, the lead off singles may have, uh, not been the best choice in retrospect. It's right. interesting exactly. the cruelty of school was kind of like Alice Cooper's return, you know? Because mm-hmm. Alice, a lot of people, you know, it's funny, like these younger kids and stuff, uh, they don't a lot of times recognize that Alice was was MIA. I mean, I didn't really know much about Alice uh in, in the first half of the 80s. You know, it, he was a big before my time in the 70s. Um but then I didn't really know much about Alice. You know, I I loved Kiss right. as a little kid, but then suddenly it was like, oh, well, this guy, Alice Cooper, he's a guest on the Twisted Sister record. And I was like, oh, right. I kind of heard about him. You know, like I didn't really know much about him. That was my kind of first introduction to Alice on that right. record. Um, people were like, well, he he's was D's big influence, Alice Cooper, you know? So I, I, it's kind of interesting. Yeah, I
2: can see why they wanted to put that out as a single because Alice was a part of it and- but what I'm saying you know, is in
0: 85, Alice was not really the star okay, that he you're, was. Oh, so you're saying he you know? wasn't
2: that as big, like the, the people who liked heavy metal in the 80s might not have known the history of Alice. Right, at that time. Right,
0: right, right. right. Yeah, but well, I don't know. What do I know? But I might grab another no, no, beer You are right. You quick. know what?
4: I, if
2: I appear sidetracked, it's because I am trying to figure out these Facebook comments. And the problem is somehow you can't scroll. But right now, uh, we have 35 comments. Hey, we've got Jeremy Asbrock.
4: <laughs> oh, there he is. Jeremy. Hey. hey. The
2: history of
4: Sorry, I love that you uh, got double, it uh, horizontal. That's cool. And you've got a great A shirt. Oh yeah, uh, I want to. Hello. <laughs> you know, everybody sees the stuff I wear on stage—the
1: eagle wing. Sometimes I was wearing the uh, skull on the Jeaners. Uh, that, that, that's our yep. friends at Click Tee, and uh, everybody, any Kiss fan should check out Click Tee because it's a way of like having a Kiss shirt without having a Kiss shirt, and like
0: Kiss fans see it and go
2: yes we, we know what that, that is and and really and jeremy cool. so, uh, let, let's this, do this an intro to jeremy. let's do an
0: official introduction john
2: yeah so right now we have jeremy asbrock who uh, sure. just popped up oh here he's back we have jeremy yeah. asbrock from the ace really band the gene simmons band the rock and roll residency the talisman and many other groups how are you jeremy yeah yeah i'm a
1: few minutes early too uh one thing that i beat into my son's head is if you're not early you're late so I love oh it. So God, thank you.
2: Thank you, Jeremy. And I love that <laughs> Ace. Two shirt. minutes early. I well, that's totally yeah. fine with us. Now let me tell the, the viewers what that is. Now back in the early, early Kiss days, Ace had that shirt. I don't even think that was, I don't even know if that was part of an official Kiss costume, but he it, it may have been. Jeremy There's a picture, me. I think, of Ace wearing. Yeah, the yeah, there's shirt. one yeah. photo. Yeah. I think it's from like
4: 1973. So, i think so and jeremy you also have a shirt with the the wings
2: that was from 1973 yeah. that was really cool and uh you, you always had cool shirts when you when you're on stage yeah it's a at it, a uh,
1: click t check it out like google okay. it look it up on facebook clicks c-l-i-c-k you know he's got a uh, the the lightning bolt thing from the elder creed right shirts here uh and and uh, I don't know. There's there's a whole bunch of different things he's doing. He's got a, a new Paul Stanley Rose shirt. So oh, wow. very cool. Yeah, man. So Jeremy, in you're in Nashville.
2: Definitely- okay, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Uh, I was gonna say.
1: Uh, I forgot what I was gonna say. So let's move on. No, you,
2: you were you were, you're, so let me let me ask you this, Jeremy. It looks like you're outdoors. You're in Nashville. Yeah. We just had Eddie – and I like you wrote Eddie fingers, of Jada. Um, on yeah. and he's also down in Nashville. I, I, I heard that. You know, I read that uh, about a year ago or
1: something, but I forgot all about it. And, uh, and you know, we've been touring with Ace, so I didn't really get out much. But I, I was watching and, and listening the whole time. I'm like, oh, man, he's in Nashville. Shit, he could, like, live four houses down from me, and I didn't even know
2: it. So, uh, man, <laughs> you're, you're right. going to have to hook us up after we get I absolutely this. will. I will hook you guys up, and you guys got to get together and jam. And Yeah, it, so, now, that'd it, be great you uh mark i'm gonna let you ask some questions but yeah yeah let me just start out by saying jeremy you were you guys you and your whole gang down there are like the kings of rock in nashville tell everybody about that uh well
1: <laughs> i mean I, I i guess we are uh you know we, i we're, think so well thank you you know i'm there, there's lots of rock and rollers here uh You know, uh, so uh, originally, before I had met Ryan, uh, you know, Phil and I had been best friends for almost 20 years now, and, you know, we didn't even play music together at first. That was just sort of something that happened after about 10 or 11 years, and then we started doing tribute bands before tribute bands were, like, a thing to do, and, you know, it was just for shit that we liked, like Kiss and Aerosmith and Thin Lizzy and, and, and stuff like that. And uh, then I met Ryan, he had a, a band in town called Big Rock Show that did like 80s metal jukebox stuff. And
4: they were asked to do the Kiss Cruise, the first Kiss Cruise, and their guitar player couldn't do it. And,
1: you know, actually, they asked Philip first, and Philip toured with a country artist at the time, and he couldn't do it. And I was living with him at the time. And, you know, I was obviously like the next guy. and 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 then I met Ryan and and then we started playing a lot and and uh and then Philip and I started doing the rock and roll residency and that was sort of like crossing the streams because Ryan became like one of our you know usual suspects that cuz we'd have lots of guest singers every show and uh, that was when you kind of learn how many rock and rollers there were in town and how many like, you know, noteworthy musicians were living here. And it just sort of seized this thing. And like the timing was perfect. And it was just like this scene that grew and grew and grew. And then we outgrew the the pub we played at and had to move to a bigger place. And, and then, you know, all these other people started moving to town and they'd hear about it. And man, it was just like the happiest accident that could ever happen. Wow, are we the kings oh, cool. i don't know but uh do people know who we are and you know it kind of blows my mind when we go to a place like japan and i see the rock and roll residency shirts and you know uh man one time i played the whiskey and this guy i never met he's like hey man aren't you the rock and roll residency i'm like oh yeah cool are you from nashville he's like no i'm from here i've just heard of you wow. and then uh wow. i was on the monsters of rock cruise this past february and uh I was talking to Blossy Lies from Slaughter and he's just like, Oh man. Yeah. You're the residency guy. And I'm like, wow, you heard of us?" He's like, yeah, man, I, I've seen
2: your stuff. And I'm just like, how? <laughs> it, so.
0: That's great. Well, you get, cause you guys are great. That's why, that's why. So, so Thank Jeremy, you. before, before you were playing with Ace, obviously you were playing with Gene. Let's talk about how that all came about and when you specifically, I'm wondering, like when you first got word from Gene, like, hey, I'm going to do some solo shows and I, I I want you in the band. I want this band. Gene didn't hire me, really. So, uh, you
1: know, big rock show that I played in with Ryan, we had done six, six Kiss Cruises and, you know, the big stage is right in front of the master suite. So I, I know he had heard us. A few times by that point. And, and Ryan's good friends with Doc. So, you know, he had a, you know, you guys know Ryan. He's got a great reputation and had a great reputation with Doc. So I'm sure they had heard Ryan's name. And Ryan had met them numerous times over the years. And, and Gene hit Ryan up to put together a band. And uh, that was on Kiss Cruise 6 or 7. Whatever year they did Creatures of the Deep. And uh you know I was obviously a shoe in for that cuz I played with Ryan and and we're Kiss Nerds together and 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 you know Philip's our brother and you know we're all like best friends under kiss you know that's how we all became friends cuz that's how I met Philip Philip came to see a band I was playing with that he had read about He was in the front of love gun shirt before you could get that shit at Walmart and I'm just like I'm going to talk to that guy after the show that guy's right. cool So you know uh and at first gene wasn't gonna play he was just gonna sing so you know we were gonna pass around the bass and two guitar players and then a uh, good sense prevailed and ryan told him he really needed to play bass right and he's just like okay <laughs> and you know we weren't gonna like ryan wasn't gonna tell one of us we couldn't do it so you know Gene didn't care, so then it just became three guitar players, and and he fell in love with that. He thought it was, like, very uh, symphonic, you know, just three guitars, and that was how that happened. Like, Ryan had a good reputation with the camp. He had heard Big Rock, you know. Ryan, at the very least, was a good, capable player and singer, and we got together and rehearsed one time and that was, and we really, it was the first gig we, this corporate event in Vancouver and we did a lot of stacks and stuff. We didn't, we hardly even played any kiss and uh, wow. we did that. It led to the Cleveland show and then we did all that rare kiss stuff and then that broke the internet and then the bookings just started coming and It was originally supposed to be like six shows and it it turned into about 30.
2: One of the cool things I I love uh, about you guys as a unit in, and this was something when you, when we were talking about having you guys uh, play with ACE is that Ryan told me before you guys went to Japan, he said, look, no matter what we're a package deal. So, um, it doesn't matter how many guitar players there are. We we either do it as all of us or none of us. And I, I
4: love yeah, that you and, guys and guess, are that.
1: You know what, man? I, w- I was afraid of that. Like originally when we did the Australia thing, I'm like, man, Ace ain't going to want three guitars. On. That will, it's like play bass because he did the math. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I was, ner- I w- I was nervous because I knew Ryan wasn't going to be the one to go because he's
4: the guy. Right. And so I'm like, <laughs> fuck, man fuck it's gonna be me shit but
1: (laughs) uh, and the thing that i think sold ace on us was the the backup vocals man like you know like having all of that that vocal power behind him you know he heard 2000 man and he heard that three-part harmony and was like right fuck yeah man all right yeah I, i can dig this uh and I don't know, man. We're all like very loyal in our friendship because, you know, we were all like buds before, you know, we were doing this. You know, Philip and I especially, we were friends for 10 years before we ever know together. And, you know, I I did join Big Rock Show and become friends with Ryan. But I mean, like, you know, we're all like best friends. We hang out and talk to each other we talk to each other every day and we hang out as often as possible, which hasn't been much lately, but you know, like (laughs) otherwise, you know, we're we're the friends that we hang out with. So, you know, we got put on this great adventure together. I think that's kind of why the fans latched onto us because man, we are kiss fucking fans like major. (laughs) And, 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 you know, we've all been in musical situations, and you become friends through the musical situation, but we were all, like, best friends that run into this together. And that's what makes it a little more so cool than just, like, hired individually and then becoming friends. Like, you know, you don't have to come back and tell your buddy about this cool adventure. Like, we're on it together. And, and I really think the fans can see that.
0: And you mentioned yeah, that, that, that you've good, played so. some you know deep cuts with uh, with with Gene. What songs oh. w- that you've played with him have really been a thrill to play? Because you know songs like you've done Charisma. I mean, there's well, been some really know, the, deep the, cuts. The, you know, the
1: really, the really cool thing about playing w- w- with with Gene was is he was super open to suggestion and stuff. And after we did that first gig, and we were doing shit like Got Love for Sale and Charisma and. You know, like being such big fans, we're able to approach it as fans. Like I know what I want to see. Right. If I went to one of those shows, so it's real easy to like, you know, suggest stuff. And Gene was pretty open to it, and that was, And I got to give him credit for that. And and even along the way, since we play together for like a year and a half, you know, you get an email one morning, and it's like, can we do all all the way tonight? And it's like, fuck yeah, we can do all the way tonight. Yeah. <laughs> it's awesome that's Man. great that is
0: awesome cool and then yeah. at some point you you, tr- you transition into also being ace's band and this happened wh- where were you guys going was it japan or was- it, it, yeah. was, it was australia and japan you know
1: they uh yeah but but it was kind of australia that set that up because it was gene and ace together you know right. so we would back ace for his set and then back gene for his. Uh, Japan just kind of worked out because that was added you know it's kind of if Ace is going to go to Japan after Australia it just makes more sense financially to take us versus the guys he was working with you know I can't elaborate a lot on the, the shift in players you know obviously John would be able to and you know we won't get into any of that but you know there were a lot of forces around there was John there was Keith LeBrew And look, man, you know, like Ace and Gene were real tight at that time, you know, despite what happened a couple months later. They were really, they were really tight at the time. And, you know, Gene was very influential in that decision. And uh, even, you know, a a blonde haired female that shalt be named, you know, I watched her watch our set with Ace and and enjoy it a whole lot. So, you know, I'm sure even she, I don't know, there were just a lot of people around Ace saying, hey, man this might be a really good idea and i, I you know i, I know that the the kiss tour was on the horizon and
4: you know gene pulled out for us man you know he didn't want us to like not work anymore and he i know he thought of the idea
1: and I, I will never ever ever forget it's sydney australia after ace is set gene pulled me into his dressing room ace is going to ask you to do the crew. I was like, well, how do you feel about that? He's like, I have no ego, living left with. Um, <laughs> right um, actually, yeah. Ace didn't wind up asking us until we were in Japan, Tokyo. But, you know, I-, I knew it was coming. Right. And look, man, you know, like those are my two guys. Uh when I got into KISS, I gravitated toward Gene and Ace. And, you know, I was around three years old when i got into kiss i didn't wind up getting my first kiss record until i was about four but you know i didn't know the difference between lead and bass guitar i just saw guitars Mm -hmm. in both of their hands and like i love those guys
2: (laughs) 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 i i know i was in second grade jeremy when i first saw kiss and my aunt joanne um and my friend mike corsey uh at school uh showed me kiss and uh be- between the both of them i became a kiss fanatic at a very young age too 7 or
0: 8 so and jeremy me. besides kiss when you were growing up what other musical influences were were strong for you
4: okay well i got them so young you know it, it took a minute to Jeremy, you know what I think it is?
2: I think when, when you're on the phone, if you're moving, the the, the video signal on, and having... audio signal break up. I think you might have to set the well, phone down.
1: I was also sitting outside because, you know, I live in a small house with a family and a four-year-old,
4: so. <laughs> well, cool. We're getting a little tour of the place. <sighs> All
1: right. Yeah. Okay. So. uh you know, I was so young when I discovered KISS that it, it took a little while to get into some other music. So the second band I ever got into was The Who. And uh, it, I, I heard you mention that 1982 tour earlier. So yeah, you know, they, had that HBO, they had that HBO concert. Yeah. And my my brother told me, he's like, hey, you know, they're in the Guinness Book of World Records. as the latest band. I'm like, oh my God, I've got to see that.
0: That was the uh, Toronto show. That was the to Toronto the show. The
4: Who, yeah, Maple Leaf Gardens. That's right. So uh, that it was Van Halen.
1: Uh, I got my first uh, boombox for Christmas in 1982. No, 1983, and 1984 come out had come out, and you know I, I found the rock radio station in town, 103 KDF, and you know Jump was a new single, and I loved it. And Van Halen was coming to town, like you know. Couple weeks later, so they were playing the whole album, and I heard Panama, and it melted my fucking brain. So when I discovered Van Halen, then I discovered rock magazines like Circus and Hit Parader, and you know this is like 1984, and that's when rock blew up, man. It was like rats, scorpions, and fucking, you know, every everything that came out in in 1984, and you know, I was. Let's see, 84. I, I was nine years old, so I, I could read. Hi, there's my son, everybody.
0: Hello. Hey. How are you? Yeah. Yeah. I'm surprised he, my he, kids he, haven't come down yet, but yeah. He, he, he graduated pre-K today, so. Oh, oh congratulations. Wow. Happy
2: graduation. Congratulations.
1: Yeah, they're saying congratulations to you. Okay, oh, that's so enough of you. Get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to recount summer 84 here. So, you know, I was buying those oh, magazines God. and I was able to read. And, man, that just kind of opened up this whole world. We got MTV. And
0: And where were you growing up? Like, were you in Nashville back then, or where did you grow up? I'm about – it was about a half an hour out of Nashville. Okay. And and while that
1: sound – you know, at the time, you know, Nashville definitely wasn't quite where it is now. It was a city, but, man, it wasn't really a big city. So that meant a town outside of Nashville, 30 minutes – really it was basically a small town i could have been an hour and a half out of town and it would have been you know the same so you know we were still even though i can go 30 minutes to nashville to see a movie or a concert it was still pretty isolated so smyrna tennessee that's that's where i grew up
2: smyrna. wasn't that if i may say wasn't that where vinnie Vincent was living
1: yes and uh that was like you know, he, he lived on this off the street called Almaville Road and Amityville, Amityville Road. Yeah. No, no, Al, Almaville Road. Oh, I thought you said hey, Amityville. I said, Oh, where, where, where he was living. Where he was living was five miles from my, where I grew up. My house, wow, wow. Now, did uh, you no, that's know that's why that? when I when I when I read that, I was just like, Smyrna. Vinnie Vincent lives in fucking Smyrna? What the fuck is he doing there? <laughs>
4: <laughs> That's so fucking... Sorry.
1: And the trip of that is, like, the, the, the sur- full circle thing is is a, the first time I saw Kiss was on the Creatures tour.
4: Wow, wow. It
2: was makeup. Yep. First time I saw him was Lick It
4: Up
0: tour, so Vinnie was playing. I keep like, losing you guys. The Creatures is amazing. Now when you saw him on the Creatures tour, I know people who went to the Creatures tour thinking Ace was going to be there. Hold and on, they got he got there does, suddenly yeah. they, it was some other guy. Was that how it was for you? Uh, uh we're losing him. Um
4: I think he said hold on for a second. Uh, so like no no, like that Ryan had Ryan was expecting Ace, but uh at the time I subscribed I think I think Jeremy's moving for a second, so let's see if he's he's off for a second. He might be back. All right, there he is. are you guys back yet? Yes, you're back. Can you hear me? Okay. Yeah. So uh, I had a subscription to Sixteen Magazine. Profile, so I'm going to be there. I mean, I was a little bummed out about that because you know, I got
1: you know I, I i still wasn't like shocked or, or pissed because i i knew what was happening right right
2: very cool very cool that's so funny i can't believe smyrna is where you're from i
0: i don't know if i ever asked you that uh that's great um what's your first so- memory of meeting this guy john, john astronomy <laughs> <laughs> do you ever hear that yeah, uh,
1: I, I, I can kind of hear you. I can't see you there. Okay, I think ahead. Mark asked I, about
4: I, I am, when did we first meet the house? And I think that where, where did we first meet? We, uh,
1: I believe the first time we met was uh, uh, when Ace played with us in St. Paul at the that Correct. stadium. Correct, that Gene did
2: absolutely, yeah, when when uh. You guys were playing a big benefit show in a stadium uh, for the Matter uh, charity. Yeah, Matter uh, in yeah, Minneapolis, St. Paul. happened right, and uh, and Ace came out there to join you guys, the Gene Simmons band, on stage, and that is the first time we met. And that was an amazing, uh, uh, just an unbelievable event. I had so much fun there, and it, it was it was all for charity. Matter was a great charity. And uh, we, we spent a couple of nights together. So there was the night before, yeah. then there was the, the main big concert in the stadium. And then and the let me next just night-
1: recap that because, man, that's one of the biggest days. So, like, you know, cool. Cheap Trick was on the bill, and Robin had us come out on stage and sing on a song. And then we backed up Don Felder. And I mean, I got to play the Hotel California Harmony solo with him i mean fucking a that's
2: insane that is amazing jeremy that that's pretty cool. cool
1: and then you know wow. play with gene in a stadium and play all these cool kiss songs and then ace comes out and i'm playing with you know half of the original kiss wow at a stadium man yeah
2: yeah that was- is so cool i mean jeremy that is a dream come true for any musician you were you, you played with Cheap Trick, Half a Kiss, and Don Felder of the Eagles in one night. Yeah, one night, yeah. The <laughs> guy you know
0: who, who, who co-wrote Hotel California. He's one of the writers yeah. on that. Yeah.
2: And the fact that you played the harmony with him, how cool is that? I mean, I would no matter how good I might have been, I would have probably clammed up on that harmony. Well, I, I did fuck up one spot.
1: But the, the, the thing that makes me feel better is uh, we played it again the next night at this uh, gala for Matters. Right. And Don fucked it up. Oh.
2: <laughs> so, so, see, yeah, anybody, that shows that anybody can make a mistake in that solo. So that, that was great. Both nights were amazing, Jeremy. And that was, that was just so cool. And um, Jeremy, I I have a surprise for you. Uh, I I was going to save this till the end, but I I think that now is the time to do it. So keep the phone steady, okay? Now, I'm just going to preface this without really going into detail. Uh, Jeremy was, uh, I don't know if we can say who you were jamming with in New York. Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. Okay. I don't care. Jeremy was playing with Tiffany. Remember Tiffany. People, yeah. people out there, yeah. Tiffany was great, and I didn't see the show, but I got a, I got a call that said, Jeremy's hanging out at this place. So I went, and uh, one thing led to another, and, and let's just say that at the end of the event, I said, Jeremy, because of uh, the shenanigans that happened at that event, I have a surprise for you, and it's not just something I went out and got. This is something that I made personally, and, and there's only two of them in the world, and, and it's from stuff that I collected through the years and it ends up being something. So, and there's only two of them. Okay. So stand by, I have a mic attached to me by a wire. I'm going to go get this. And I swear to God, this is, there's two or two. Me and you are going to be the only two people that have this. I, hope you have you like- I have
0: no idea what this is. Do you have any oh, idea? I don't know
2: what it is, but I, I already love it. God, oh, wow. This is it.
0: Oh, this is cool.
2: This is an Ace Freely nice. platinum plaque, platinum Ace Freely solo record done in platinum, signed by Ace. And then right here, this is um, one of those super heavy-duty vinyl. And so if you take this apart, inside here is another album that's uh, the like heavy The 128
0: grams? Like
2: vinyl. Yeah, the like 128 the heavy grams. Ones, yeah. The poster any of the little bits that come in that. But this is a very rare platinum album that was a leftover from when they were doing platinum albums and it was signed by Ace. So there's two of them in the world, this one and that one. And and let me tell you this, this one's even in better condition. So this is the the cream of the crop. And Ace's signature, let me see if I can show you that. I can see it. Yeah. Here's a sign. Wow, this one's John. signed even cooler than than this one, which is a little smaller. So you've got a, a one of two signed by Ace. And Ace How are you gonna get hat, that to Jeremy,
0: John? Are you? I'm gonna-, gonna
2: mail it to him. I got a special box with all kinds of uh uh little things that'll keep it safe. I was gonna give this to you, Jeremy, on July uh, on when we played Atlantic City together because uh we had a gig in Atlantic City on uh, June 5th, but that gig got canceled or not canceled, postponed until postponed. October. Right. Like it and ACE. So um, I'm going to have to mail it to you, but I was going to hand this to you personally on June 5th, but uh, well, uh, instead look, I'm showing it to you now and you're going to get it.
1: <laughs> well, I
2: hope I, you like I, it.
1: I, I'm trying not to cry right now. That is absolutely amazing, <laughs> John. I I can't thank you enough. And, uh, you know, uh, it wa- it wasn't that bad
2: <laughs> oh god damn dude well, well thank you jeremy i'm so sorry for the shenanigans i'm going to call it shenanigans It happened. basically here's what happened uh, we were hanging out let me put this down i have it on like blankets you, you would laugh if, you, if i could turn the webcam over here i've got a chair and then i've got like these like animal skin blankets and i have that setting there so nothing damages it but uh i, I had the idea to do this we we we've, we've had these two platinum like physical records for a long time and they we just didn't do anything with them and i remember when ace and i got them and um i decided to make these two things and i said i'm gonna make one and there was only one made and then i physically ordered the parts and i made that one for jeremy so wow very cool wow well
1: you
0: can
2: see my small little man corner in my tiny little house
1: here uh i'll find i like it. it You know, this so yeah, this record, you can
2: put that right there on the wall. That's a perfect spot.
1: Yeah. This,
2: very, very, very first
1: record I ever bought. I bought it from a kid that lived behind me when I was four years old. It's side three and four of Alive Two. And it's signed by oh, Gene cool. Ace. It's signed by Gene, Ace, and Peter.
4: Nice. Wow. Oh, dude for me. Side,
0: side three and four, it. you said. Side yeah. three, yeah. Well,
4: well the kid so came you, out and, and he
1: didn't have the gatefold. He didn't have the album cover. He just had the records. He's like, "Hey, I'll sell you these for fifty cents a piece." And you know, I went <laughs> in and asked my mom, and she's like, well, wow. "I'll give you fifty cents. You can get one of them." And my brother came <laughs> out with me. He's like, "Get that one!" And I shout it has shouted out loud, and you know, oh, like,
0: right? Or yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll take that one. And we should. Uh, <laughs> give a special mention again to Bruce Kulik who played on side. No, I'm sorry. Bob Kulik Kulik, who played on side four, who uh, sadly passed away either today or yesterday or something. So uh, sad news in the kiss world for sure.
1: I I, I did at least get the chance to tell him what a big solo larger than life was for me, because like out of all of it, that was my favorite song out of side three and four. I loved it. And you know, that that solo has licks that I use in my own personal repertoire when nice. I am Nice, it. right? <laughs> right. <laughs> it's a classic style. solo. It really
2: is a classic solo, and, and yeah, it and, it,
1: it, it and Rocket Ride were my favorite two songs off of that that record, three and four. Nice, and of course, I get get to play Rocket Ride all the time, you know.
0: Yeah, Bob played on uh, Paul Stanley's uh, solo record and uh, wrote a, I think, co-wrote a song on Mask, and of course, the four songs on Killers, so Bob was definitely a part of the the Kiss legacy, for sure, and will be
2: very missed. Sadly missed, sorely missed, yeah. Uh, And uh, so, Jeremy, speaking of you playing Ace Licks, um, like, for example, on Rocket Ride, there's something that I noticed uh, when I was out with you guys, and I probably first noticed this during sound checks. And what I'm referring to is that my band, Like It, uh, was was opening for Ace and Jeremy and the gang. And um, there, there was a song where you're doing a delay thing that was on the Spaceman record. And so you're doing a lot of cool things that aren't you're not just playing rhythm guitar with ace you're doing some lead parts and some other cool little effects tell us about that well look man i,
1: I told you like ryan and phil and i are fucking kiss fans and mm-hmm. my approach playing with gene or ace it doesn't matter i we're the guys in the crowd we just are lucky enough to be up on stage so i know what i would want to see or hear and you know all of those little nuances are super important so if if there's a little harmony that happens in in the song you know that that's actually that's actually one very beneficial thing to having three guitar players is those little yep. nuances can be added, and you don't have to lose the rhythm guitar right you know right and uh for, for instance uh the the very very end of detroit rock city na 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 na. Right. I added that harmony at the end, and you know, Ace picked up on that. And he, it's funny; he came up and he's like, "Hey, you know, I, add that harmony again tomorrow night." And I'm like, "Dude, I've been doing that for like the last <laughs> five months. You know, I, I, of course I'm going to keep doing it." And so, yeah, man, you know, like it, it, it's the little nuances that make it important, and you know, like. Even the non-musicians in the crowd, they may not know what it is, but they know it when their ears hear it, and that's right, what right. makes they it, hear sound it more like Kiss. And that's what they want, man. They want to they want to hear it the way they know it. They don't want to hear my personal take on it or or whatever. They they want to they want to hear what they know, and I right. respect that. And I, yeah. I respect the music, and you know that's just the way we're all gonna do it.
0: Yeah, and I think that's awesome because I can say as a rock fan, um, I recently, it was a couple of years ago, actually, I went and I saw a band, an artist that I love, Hall and & Oates, and they came out and they, like, played these, like, alternate sounding versions of all the songs that I love. And it was like, they were jamming them out. And I felt like yeah. they were trying to make them more hard and and like loud rock. And I was like, this isn't, I want to hear the Hall & Oates that I grew up with on yeah, the radio. The, the real version. Yeah, yeah. And it, it was, wrong. it was, it was like, I respect what they're doing and they were showing off their chops and taking the songs to new places, but that's not what I wanted. I wanted to hear the songs that I that is in my that that is part of my DNA from hearing them so many times. So I, we appreciate that, Jeremy. Yeah,
1: and I, I I respect that. And like like I said, man, I, I'm a guy in the audience. I'm not just like a guy that got this gig and oh cool Ace Frehley, that's cool. It's like no, this this is w- real important to us. And you know I I saw Ace solo one time, you know, because he didn't really come through Nashville that much. And we saw him when he came through in 2009, and that's when Derek Hawkins was in the band. Hey, Derek! Yeah, I love Derek. hey,
2: Derek
4: Hawkins! I love Derek. I love Derek Hawkins. He's great. And that that was a good band, you know. Like, but you know, it's just
1: super important to me to play it the way the Kiss fans know it, because that's the way I right. want to hear it. Right,
2: Jeremy. Well, yeah. You you guys literally. Can even if it you don't know it now, within like a half a day, can learn any song that anybody says to learn.
1: <laughs> well, you know, after doing the rock and roll residency for five years and you know, our sets were twenty two to twenty eight songs every week, you know, I I got good at learning songs and you know, I wasn't always yeah. that good at learning songs that fast it was definitely like a muscle that got developed and you know sometimes that material got complex you know like like fucking uh hocus pocus by focus you know like i learned right, that yeah. in a day or like you know, a couple hours along with 22 other songs so you know that's just it's my job
2: Yeah, like for example um and i love seeing your son again He he should come on too he can stay on um like here's the thing i don't know if you you guys have ever played this song holy diver which i'm sure you have but like i had played holy well well, big rock show did
1: holy diver so i've done holy diver a lot. in fact we did holy diver with doug aldrich at the residency one night
2: oh wow very cool very cool and when i here's the thing that that listeners might not know like when i tried to learn that from the studio record There's a way that you can play it where you do everything the same every time. But if you try to duplicate the way they did it on the record, there's a lot of little mini changes that happen that you got to remember. And for you to have to, and and even with these ace nuances, for you to pick up on all those and learn them and then repeat them every night, that's hard to do.
1: I I guess for some people it is. uh, You know, there there was a time in my life where that might have been hard for me. And I don't know. Like I said, it's like a muscle. And he'd do yeah. it for so long. And, you know, we were doing that show every Tuesday for five years. It just, I don't know, it gets easier.
4: Right, right. It's, it's so cool. And it, I, I would love to
2: see that, guys. I haven't seen you guys do that yet. I've only seen you with Ace. But uh, one of these days I'm going to make it down there to Nashville. And well, are it, you it, still it's doing? a little tough
1: now. because No, man, uh, you know, we wrapped up the weekly thing. Uh, I remember when you wrapped it up. Mm-hmm. And uh, we'd just do a show like maybe every three months or so. And it just got harder and harder and harder. And then it was going to get even harder because Philip plays an accept now. So between right. the ace schedule and accept, I mean, it was going to be damn near impossible. And, you know, now nobody's doing anything and we still can't do
2: it. <laughs> I know. Right. Jer- right. Jeremy, um, yeah, so... <laughs> Do you have any info uh, that maybe the average person doesn't have on when touring is going to start back up or any of that kind of stuff?
1: Nope. I have no, no idea. And, well, and not not just when touring is going to start back up because, you know, that just takes like, you know, like government clearance. And when, you know, everybody says that can happen, <laughs> the question that doesn't have an answer is when are the people going to feel comfortable with going, going to gigs inside of right. rooms of, thousands to 10,000s of people and standing shoulder to shoulder and, and sweating and, and like, you know, enjoying rock shows. Like who knows when that's going to happen? I mean, the the government, the government can say, okay, it's over business as usual, move about the cabin freely. And you know, does that, that doesn't necessarily mean that they're going to like,
4: I don't know if
1: I want to go into a room with 20,000 people, shoulder to shoulder shit. So no, I have no idea, you know, yeah. it's going to, it's probably going to take a little longer than people think for people to be comfortable with that again. Yeah. You know, I mean, I think I I, I I miss it as much as everybody else. I mean, you know, shit, this is my fucking job and, you know, and, and and I love seeing all the fans out on the road and, you know, I love playing with my friends and, you know, there, there's more that I miss other than just like having a job and making money. So, you know, I I want it too.
0: Yeah, and it, and you will get it, and we will get it, and and it's it could just take a little bit of time. I mean, I think there's so many different factors: vaccine and and uh, second wave, and and you know, I I think we can truly. This is my personal opinion. Look ahead to 2021 and, and know yeah. that that's going to be a very strong year for rock. I I hope uh i would love to see things come back in the fall but with each uh week that goes by that seems less likely but we do know bands like enough's enough is planning a tour in in september so 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 we'll see um we'll see but i think you know
1: like even some of our stuff has been rescheduled for like september and october and it could happen right we even could it could but man there's no guarantee that that's not going to be rescheduled again and I, and I, i am aware of that and 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 I'm not 100% mentally committed that all of that stuff's even happening. You know, I'm, yeah, I'm I know. hoping for and, the and best. And you know what,
2: Jeremy, I just have to say, because, I, I, you know, I, um, for for uh, full disclosure, all of you guys who are watching this, I work with the agent and um, and the teammates and booking these gigs. And um, we have uh, some shows in uh, August scheduled, Ace freely. Uh, and uh, and then um, September, October, and we're booking them, but and we're we're confirming, but we don't know yet. So the the idea is you just schedule them, and then maybe they'll get rescheduled, but who knows? And no one knows. We don't know. That's why right. everybody was kind of upset with Motley Crue and those guys about what are they going to do with the tour, but they didn't even know. No one knows. Right,
0: right on. So oh, there he is again. And, hey, J- J- Jeremy. Hey, Jeremy. Oh, Jeremy. <laughs> Jeremy, I have a family question to ask you too. We got we got kids here. Oh, My oh, wife hey. is here. Emily's here. Yeah. But, Jeremy, but... Do you know, uh, Mark, have you ever met Jeremy before? This? Uh, I've seen him play live numerous times, but I'm not sure that okay. I've ever met him. Jeremy, in uh, meet Mark's wife, Emily. I
6: <laughs> uh, I think we met. I think uh, we meet. Yeah.
0: Oh oh actually we did we may have met at the one kiss um convention in uh Parsippany or whatever that yeah. was where you guys like, played you yeah. played the seventy eighth solo record in its entirety. Yes. That night. Yeah.
4: That was crazy. Yeah. So good man. Oh, hey, guys, Emily, I like only,
1: you
5: have you
4: only uh,
1: martini How sick too. I was during that performance. Oh could, were you? You would uh okay, so I have type one diabetes. Oh I thought I had food poisoning. I think I had diabetic ketoacidosis.
4: Oh,
5: no. I was growing
1: up every 15 minutes. Uh, my blood sugar was in the 400s. Oh, my god! Uh, when, I, when I look at that footage and I see what I pulled off, I impressed myself even. I, I, I can't uh-huh. believe I was able to pull it together enough to even do that. I, I, knew-, I knew. Yeah.
6: Have you changed your meds or something? I mean, are you on like a are you on a pump or like what do you do for type one? Uh,
1: no, uh, I wear this thing on my arm that yeah, my okay. blood sugar. There you go. Uh, so I, I I didn't have this back then, and uh, and I can't remember if I'd forgotten my meter or if I just ran out of test test strips.
6: Yeah,
1: but I, I think I was taking weak insulin because about two and a half weeks later, I wound up in the hospital for a couple of days oh, with God. diabetic ketoacidosis. But, I mean, you know, John, you, you can ask Philly. Philly was in the bathroom with some other guy. Oh, man. switched my mind. And I mean, these dudes are watching me in my most vulnerable state. I'm like laying at the toilet and throwing up like literally every two minutes. Oh, um,
2: man.
6: You faked and, your way through that show beautifully. Yeah, it was, it was such a great a good show. show.
1: Jeremy, uh, so, you're, uh, you're you're so a have, pro, and a you can do friend it. And he, and he, he prescribed some uh, anti-nausea medicine for cancer patients, and mm-hmm. I took one of those, and, and, like, two hours later, you know, I, I definitely felt weird, but, you know, I, I knew that, that that was a big show for Ace, and I did not want to fuck that up. So, I don't know, man, I just n- mentally put myself where I needed to be, and
4: yeah. That right was, on. That Jeremy, was, that's how that good you are. And, and
2: Jeremy, I wanted to also mention, Jeremy, that you are not just the only rocker or musician in your family. Your wife, much like Mark's she, wife, is also a musician. She just came out with something. <laughs> Tell us about that. Uh, she has
1: a new album coming out called Muscle and Skin. And let's yeah. give the fans the whole deal. Say her
2: name and everything. Say everything.
1: Uh, my wife's name is Hannah Fairlight. Uh, she is a songwriter. She plays piano, guitar, saxophone.
2: I mean, she can play bass and
1: drums. I don't know. She's like kind of a powerhouse type. Uh, she was in the movie Pitch Perfect three. If any of you are familiar with that movie, uh, and she is coming out with a new album. It's in June. I can't remember the exact date, but uh, if you look at any of her social media, I'm sure that'll tell you she has All right. two new video- two new videos out already. Uh, one for a song called uh, do what you said you wanted to do. And, uh, and the other one is called, uh,
4: oh, I'm going to get so much
6: trouble. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Yeah. Put, put you on the spot. Yeah. So you guys together?
1: We'll look it What's up. that.
6: Have you guys done a band together or you work together? Uh, my- well,
1: I, I play guitar in her band, but you know, I don't really, I just play what she tells me to play. Yeah. You know, she is, uh definitely headstrong in her writing and and developed enough where she doesn't really need my input
5: yeah
1: and so i don't really offer it i'll just right on i I
0: just play what she tells me to play. right (laughs) shut up and play your guitar right um so uh, jeremy before we let you go where's the best place that people can find you online
1: uh man you can go to babe right quick your new single that you put me on the spot and i can't remember the name of it <laughs> this silence sorry this silence
0: this silence okay
1: yeah and, and she filmed that and edited it herself because you know we can't really work with other people right now so i mean i don't know she's wow, got an eye cool. for, for, for film as well as making music so yeah go awesome. check that out uh, you can find me on the Jeremy Asbrock on Instagram. Jer- I've got two pages on Facebook because I ran out of room for friends on one of them and a uh, Twitter, same thing, my name. Uh, Phil and I have a very big announcement tomorrow on, uh, uh, the thing that Mark Weiss is doing, uh, the decade that rocked. Okay. Yeah. If you look at Dave, El- Dave Ellison's page, Mark Weiss's page, yeah. uh, Philip and I will be on between nine and 10 central Saturday night, tomorrow night to make a very big announcement. I'd tell you, but got (laughs) to save it for tomorrow because (laughs) we committed, committed to releasing this information on their show. But, uh, I'm very, 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 very excited to make this big announcement.
0: Okay. We will be watching tomorrow night for the people listening to the podcast version of this. Obviously this is in the past tense, but we will, uh, Definitely uh, for the people on the live stream tomorrow night on Mark Weiss's yeah. page and Dave yeah. Elfson's Dave, page. Dave
1: Elfson's page. Yeah. And uh, I, I think if and you his, look up the decade that rocked, that should take you to where you need to go.
2: Okay. Right. Which cool. the decade of rock guys is Mark Weiss, the amazing photographer's new book. And I believe David Elfson is hosting the event and yeah. uh, you guys are going to be a big part of it. And it's going to be an amazing online event tomorrow night. Do not miss it. Philip and I will be
1: on between 9 and 10 o'clock. But, man, there's going to be a lot of really cool rock and rollers on the thing because, you know, Mark has been photographing these people, you know, the whole time all of us have been listening to rock and roll.
0: Right on. Cool. All right. Any other questions, John? We all set with Jeremy for tonight. Well, I think Je- I, I just want to thank Jeremy again for Absolutely. coming on
2: tonight, and uh, I can't wait till we're back on the tour again. And too, uh, whether whether you or too. not like it's opening up, uh, I have you know I, I I'm in a dual role because I I work with Jeremy with Ace just as like uh, like a Ace's guy, but uh, or one of Ace's guys. But um, when I get to open up with my band, like it or Jeremy and Ace's band, Uh, I have the most fun doing that. And we've done it for 20-some shows uh, around the USA and had a great time.
0: Yeah, Yeah, I saw one of them.
1: We've toured together. I mean, you know, like that's,
2: and yeah, all
1: over the U.S.
2: And you know what's cool is like what what, um, Eddie Ojeda said is that like when you tour with somebody, it's like a whole different vibe. You, you really, like, it's a family thing. You, you, you yeah, get it's like, like, it's like a, going it's, to camp. Touring yeah. is camp. Right Correct. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly what it is. All right. Rock well, Jeremy, and, we look and, forward and to... And don't, uh, and
1: don't forget, John, hook, hook me and Eddie up since he's in Nashville. Oh, no, and no like, doubt. You know, like, I'm the only native he's going to meet here. He can meet all these other rock and rollers, but none of these motherfuckers are from here i right. from there. You are
2: right. Right on. I will. And he'll be happy that he'll be happy for that because I'm sure he meets people, but they're like you said, they're all transplants. Yeah. You're originally from Nashville. So you can show him you, you you got the real deal. And I yeah. promise I will do that. So Jeremy, thank awesome. you again for everything Thanks, tonight. I will be in touch soon, and you're gonna get a big box in your you're, I'm gonna be in touch with you about that. You're gonna get a big box soon. It's gonna I, have that. I really pack.
1: appreciate that. That's that's very sweet of you to do. I'm I'm
2: very very excited. Thank you. You don't that's... have to, you don't have to thank me. I just I just <laughs> wanted to show it on this because I wanted to surprise you. And I as an ace fan now I'm getting tear now I'm tearing up. I swear to God, These last time you can't say. Jer- I swear to God, little weird things like this can make me tear up. Um, to me, this was just a, a cool thing. Uh, as, as somebody who's been an Ace fan forever, having that on my wall is is like the ultimate thing. And um, especially when you hear the, the story of how it came about. And, and I said, if I'm going to do one of these, we only have two of these and we've had them for years. I'm going to do one for me and I'm doing one for Jeremy.
0: Right on. <laughs> awesome, man.
1: It, 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 and honestly, like that's the perfect, platinum record to have on my wall because Ace is my guy. He's why I'm here. He's why I play guitar. You know, he's he's
2: my dude. Awesome, Jeremy. So thank cool. you. Thank again. you, Jeremy. And Thanks, congratulations Great to your son. We're gonna um <laughs> post links to your wife's record and uh we're Hannah's album and uh it's gonna be all cool.
0: Say bye. bye. All right.
5: Congratulations
2: Everybody.
0: on your preschool Goodbye. graduation.
6: Time for oh. bed. Betty buys yeah, put your jammies on. It's time.
2: Yep.
5: Put your <laughs> <on>. <laughs> <laughs> All right. It right. looks like
2: the scene. He's, he's he's a he's a rock star. already. He's like Paul Stanley. He's going rock and roll right there. <laughs> All right. Right on. All right, guys. All right, Thank Jeremy. you so much, Thank Jeremy. Jeremy. Thank you. <laughs> bye bye.
1: All right. Good night. Okay. Cool. No, Good night. night.
0: All right. So John. Yo. I have to stand up and stretch my legs. Um, okay, and, go ahead. Uh, I can talk to Emily. Emily's going to take over for a second. Oh I, might, I might grab a beer, too. So. I
2: need something. <laughs> By the way, I'm drinking Dash vodka uh, from my great cousins, Hank and Rennie Reeves, of the great state of Texas. This is going to be the big new thing around the country, (laughs) around the world. Dash.
6: I know the dash (laughs) vodka. I wish I had some, where can we get it?
2: We we have some, Oh, hold on.
6: My, uh, someone texting you. Ear oh, piece your, 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 your piece uh, fell your out piece. you were these so are, excited are, to see me the ear piece your ears I was,
2: exploded. I was. Now check this out these are you know what I, I instead of the white ones i got to get heavy metal looking ones in there. Mm-hmm. but you, mm-hmm. you got to do everything backwards with these mirrors and stuff so this is a black one it popped out i can't do it with both in because then i can't hear myself talking that's weird by the so, way i
6: need to work with mark on this lighting this is Awful. No, no. It, no, it looks, no, it looks, like it looks bad. good. It looks it's good. Terrible.
0: Well, if you want, I don't know what this is. If you know want, it's you it to-
6: literally a spotlight in my face. It's the worst thing I've ever seen in yeah, my life.
2: Well, that's what it's it is. It it's hard for you rain to, rain rain to look at it. Um, I have two no, lights. This is not on, what I look like. Look, see how bright my hands are. I have two lights there, but they are on a percentage, so I can change <laughs> the is percentage. Terrible, Mark. Dimmer.
6: It's, not, it's it terrible. Good. Do you want your seat back? Sure. Emily, I love that you have that uh, martini. No. This is a, a dirty, dirty, dirty martini. Okay. We had a
2: discussion on a previous show on how to make them. Now, was I correct? I don't know if you saw what I said. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. I think you were correct, John. So, yeah. John, we got about 10 minutes left. Do you want to okay. um, do the, the, uh, oh, yeah, what we've been doing with the guitars and stuff? Yeah, I, guitar- I just love your guitar stories. Thank you. you. Want me to pick one or let's, yeah, pick
2: one. We'll do the guitar, brush your greatness, and then we'll read some comments because we definitely got to read the comments.
0: Okay. Yep. Uh, I'll keep somebody.
2: Story to a minimum. Uh, let's see
0: what. Yeah. Okay, oh, you are you know a what, great just... man, John O. Very kind of you, says David Quinn. All right. Um, so, so I'm going to move
2: these just so you can see the
0: guitars. Yeah. Let me pick one. I'm trying to re- remember which ones I picked and which ones I haven't. Okay. So let's let's go. I love the dog. Yeah, this it's like ridiculous trying to do a show here. It's like I ride the mute button constantly because it's dogs barking, kids yelling. (laughs) Uh, Anyway, I like
2: that. It's like makes it
0: yeah real. Um, I'm trying to remember which ones we did. The black one. Uh, How about like the third? It's like the on my left, which I guess would be your right. The third one in. It's like uh it looks like is that tobacco what what do you call that uh the, yeah
2: th- tobacco is the first one, is that the one you mean
0: yeah okay, yeah yeah uh let's the tobacco l- is the first one, yeah, let's do that one, yeah, let's do that okay, one. okay, okay, stand by now i i I bought
2: an extension on this microphone cord so that I could get the guitars without uh turning off the microphone, okay, so See, right now, I just bumped it into the wall. Did I mind? No. I'm, I'm, it's like therapy. In, in the past, I would have freaked out. Ask Jamie Ross. He, Jamie Ross of Like It fame, one of the greatest singers and uh, rockers of all time, he always makes fun of me because when we used to bump guitars, I used to freak out. But now I'm getting a little cooler about that, and uh, it doesn't bother me. So anyway, guys, this is a Gibson Les Paul antique, uh, Les Paul classic antique. Okay. Now one might ask, what does that mean? So a little history, a Les Paul classic is basically a Les Paul standard. What does, what is a Les Paul standard? A Les Paul standard is your classic Les Paul. And the word standard is not necessarily mean lower than something else. Standard is honestly one of the higher end Les Pauls. And like like Jimmy Page plays a Les Paul standard. Right. No, Les Paul classic is a version of a Les Paul standard.
0: Okay. Now, See, I didn't know that. I didn't know that the classic is a version of the standard. Wow. Okay. Yeah.
2: A classic is just a version of the standard. And for some reason, I think what happened was it, it, it kind of went both ways. I think back when classics came out, they were a little bit of like a souped-up standard. And then standards became the more elite guitars, and classics went from being, I think, more elite to less elite. It's it's a strange thing. Uh, you have to look at the pricing through the years. But anyway, this is a Les Paul Classic, which is based on a standard, which is what Jimmy Page played. And this is a Les Paul Classic Antique, which was a rare guitar that they only made a small amount of in the year that I got this, and I it was. Uh, I forgot the year. I can look at the serial number. Who's it signed by? Okay, so here's the, the story about this. This guitar is signed by Ace, and he wrote to John 2000, and he crossed out what was 1960. The original classics were 1960 reissues, some of them, okay. and, or maybe all of them. And even Paul Stanley, I think, was playing classics on the Hot in the Shade Tour, or maybe Custom Shop Classics. And so Ace crossed out 1960 and wrote 2000, so that's why there's an oh, wow. X there. Now what's cool about this is this pickguard I stole from a different guitar uh, <laughs> that I uh, had, and I decided it was gonna be perfect for this guitar. What's cool about this is this, I'm gonna say it quickly. This guitar has headstock binding and a crown inlay. That is rare now. Binding is this white line that goes uh, okay. Uh, normal Gibson Les Paul standards or classics do not have this white line. Now, what was weird is one of Ace's old Les Paul deluxes or Tobacco Sunburst, which is based off of um guitar, had a little line about around there. I don't know what it was. Um, I don't know if he drew that on or painted it on or whatever, but he. It was almost like he put his own binding on the guitar. Now, here's what's cool about this guitar, and I'm gonna sum it up in a couple of ways. One, the pickups I got directly from Larry DiMarzio, who is the only person, DiMarzio pickups, that can make a double cream. When I say double cream, I mean one, two together. Double cream. This color is called cream. This has got a flame top, two-piece top, and get this, guys. See that album there, Ace Frehley Origins? This guitar, without the pickguard, is this guitar on the cover of the album. And I took all those pictures, and just so you know, this guitar is that guitar, that guitar is this guitar, this guitar is that guitar, and this guitar is that guitar. The actual guitars. The actual guitars. Yeah. Right. So on Ace And then you're not records, saying it's the same model.
0: It's like that, that is the guitar one. on the ace album. Model. Wait, John, yeah. which,
6: which guitar is what guitar?
0: That guitar is this yeah, guitar. The, the, this yeah, guitar, the, the, guitar the, the, is that <laughs> guitar. And this guitar is that guitar. It sounds like a yeah.
6: Dr. Seuss book. I yeah.
2: like it. Yeah. It's it's good. And how cool is that? But these aren't only like the ace model, they're the real ones. Like so um and I, special thanks to Larry DiMarzio. He sent me pickups for multiple guitars. And the best story I have, which I'm going to make it fast is one time we needed a, a fake pickup picture for uh, Ace of smoking guitar in Bozeman, Montana. And who drove me to Staples to print these out? Larry DiMarzio. So this is what I used to do on tour. I used to say, Oh, we need a pickup made like a fake picture of a pickup. And I want it to look great. So I get the guy who made the pickups coincidentally was the person who had a car who was hanging with me at the hotel and he drove me to make the fake pickup. I think that might be one of the great, craziest stories ever. Now, Mark, I, before we get to the comments, I got to yeah. ask you, you have so many insane stories. Okay. Yeah. Now, well we've been these, doing the brush done, with
0: greatness. We've brush, done brush a number of them already. Yeah.
2: This is called the brush with greatness and we've done it before. Now you have no idea who I'm going to throw out here, okay?
0: Right. And I'm going to okay. throw out. I'm going to. You, you don't. Have, I know you know a lot of my stories too, so you yeah. you can you can throw out any name, like and I will try name. to connect a story to it. Okay. Sure I'll enough.
6: throw out. Oh, three he, names. He, Yeah, he could do it. Either he can do it or I can do it with it. Okay. Name. There
0: you go. Emily or or Emily <laughs> Emily's on too. Okay.
6: Oh Emily, I
2: have a, another funny story which I'm you. I think we, we can talk all night. I know last week we went Good. a little extra, but uh, I saw an opossum over the
0: yesterday. Yeah, uh, I, I, I saw that, on, that Facebook, on your Facebook page. Yeah, how
2: crazy is that? Uh, was, yeah. back yeah. in my Stay hometown, you
0: don't want to bite you. Yeah, I know. Might bite you. me.
2: Yeah, there was a, there was a in in my hometown there, PA, which I love. There was uh, something uh, the Johnstown Tribune Democrat paper had like listings for bands uh, on on the weekends. It was called the Weekender. I think it still exists. And what was great is there was a listing for a band that said Roadkill, right? Which is a great name for my home area. You know, a lot of animals. Whatever. We don't we don't advocate the running over of animals. However, but it just happens.
4: At least not for
5: fun. Not it
2: happens.
4: <laughs> yeah. by it actually.
2: But the greatest part about the band Roadkill is they felt that it was necessary to underneath the name Roadkill to put formerly Possum. And right. they, they dropped it. Yeah, that is
0: pretty funny. Just
2: in case any of those Possum fans were out there right. ready to go to the Alpine <laughs> Inn. Right. They They might I mean, not know y- they saw it was Roadkill, awesome. but when they knew it was awesome. Awesome. That's yeah. formerly Possum. Right. That's all right. All right. I'm going. Right. I'm going. Right. I'm going. I, 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 yeah. I was thinking of going to the gig you know, Roadkill, I'm not sure, but oh god, it's formally possum. I'm going. I'm there. Yeah. Anyway, that's pretty guys, funny. I'm just trying to <laughs> I'm just trying to make this an exciting show. You know, we miss you. We it's miss talking the- we miss you. We miss
6: yeah. talking about possums and so- roadkill.
2: Crazy. He's it, the truth is, guys, I can be straight. I, I am trying to do a fun show for the talking mental listeners. And I like Roadkill Formally Possum. Viewers. Now, was Possum Dixon a famous band or was that another band? from my hometown like the uh, mason it, doesn't, mason ring it doesn't ring a bell with me it doesn't ring a bell okay it right. must have been from my hometown so i like possums um i like this one i hope i didn't scare it away from its own habitat which could be a possibility did <laughs> anyway. you chase it no i just like walked after it a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> i don't think it could be officially called chasing it i just it, you it kind went of pet from it? i did not pet it because i i See, I saw that uh, commercial where the the father said, you know, instead of getting a dog, you know, times are tough, so maybe we'll just get you a possum, and then. Okay. <laughs> right.
0: Yeah, possum. So, yeah. so
2: guess what, guys? That was an Aussie face. Okay, see yeah. that? Okay. Right. Yeah. That, that was see you. You keep your teeth a little. See a Simmons face is that's a Simmons face, an Aussie face is – and I'm starting to show <laughs> my teeth more because in these oh, so
0: Victor Ruiz says in the comments. Possum Dixon was a famous band from Arizona. Oh, so wow. He yeah. knows Possum Dixon? Good. All right. So what else so, we it's it's 1001. Uh 10-01. Y- do you wanna you wanna go a little longer? We were we were saying I think 10, we should go 10, because okay. I think we should go another 15 to 30 minutes. 15 to like 30 15 15 hours. 15 works. I can't do I can't yeah. do 30, but I 30, I'm 30, down for 30
2: hours. Yeah. Excuse mm-hmm. me. Okay, so I want to do brush with greatness. So right. Mark, I'm gonna throw three names out. And you don't know what I'm going to say. Randy Blythe, rock star. Okay. Um, yeah, I have, Stipe, Stipe, uh, I have a story with him. Michael Stipe.
0: I have a story with uh, him.
2: Yeah. I consider him a rock star, but more of like an alternative star. And then I'm going to go with someone really off the beaten path. And and I didn't even think of who this is going to be yet. Um, how about you tell me those two, and
0: then I'm going to come up with the, the third oh, yeah. one.
6: He has a story for both of those people. Do
0: you you know the like Randy good, one?
6: I was with you for the Randy one, wasn't I?
0: Uh, yeah. What is it? I'm just wondering if you're thinking the same story. Were
6: we in, when we were LA? Was it LA one? No. Or California? No, no, no.
0: No, I, I, I've only. I don't know what story story that one was. Oh, well, you have multiple that, stories for Randy White. Like, uh, you know, yeah, wow, I, I never met him okay, in LA, go ahead, go so ahead, I'm go not ahead. sure what that is. Okay. But um. The only r- Randy one I have, besides having interviewed him with, I believe, you on, on Talking Metal. He was on Talking Metal at one point. Right. Was, we were at Ozfest, and I had a West Memphis 3 shirt on, who were these three guys who were in jail, and there's documentaries about them, and Metallica did the music for the documentaries and all this stuff, but, or provided music. But anyways, he came up to me. He saw me with the shirt on, and and what year?
6: Because they're free now. They are free now. Yeah.
0: Oh, this is yeah. This is two thousand six well, or So seven. I was with
6: you at the Oscars. Probably.
0: Yeah. 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 It was at PNC. Yeah. Um. And he came up to me and said, "Hey, man, I, I really appreciate that you have that shirt on. It's a great shirt. Yeah. And, and that's my that's
6: my <laughs> he's a big social justice. <laughs> yeah. That's like, so that's a, so that's the yeah." yeah.
0: Uh, the Michael Stipe story, uh, I've, I've said before, um, I don't know if I've ever said it in public, but uh, I was with uh, Bill Flanagan, who is a top uh, music journalist. He's currently uh, on SiriusXM, XM. friend of mine. I still talk to him every now and again. Uh, I love Bill Flanagan. Like He's Bono's, great. one of Bono's good close friends. Nice Anyways, he, um, he was interviewing Michael Stipe, and I was... The associate producer on the on the sh- on the interview, and I believe it was on on top of the Waldorf. Uh, wow. There was the, there's some like out- outdoor yeah. Yeah,
6: hotel in New York yeah. City on on,
0: on Fifth Ave, right? Uh, and and so so we were there, and there was like some kind of outside balcony where we did the interview. It was like a restaurant, but it was closed down. I don't know, but anyways. Michael Stipe uh, did the interview. And then afterward, uh, they, they were like, Mark, well, why don't you walk Michael over to the freight elevator? And so it was me, Michael Stipe, and his assistant, and we got on the freight elevator so he didn't have to take the regular elevator down. And he had recently had a, had some surgery. I think he had a hernia or something. So he he didn't want to take the the flight of stairs down to get on the normal elevator. That's what it was. So we get on the freight elevator, which was the only one that went that high up in the hotel. And so it's me, him, and his assistant. And we're going down. I'm just basically taking him down to his car, you know. And he's like, uh, "So what what goes on now?" And I was like, "I was like, I, I don't know." I said, "Going back to the office." And he said, uh, "Well." Yeah. I'm heading back to my hotel room. I'm going to, you know, and this is back in the nineties when, you know, blunts and, and forties were cool. And that, and this is what he says to me. Like, I'm going to have a, I'm going to have a, I'm going to have a 40. He goes, Oh, I got a couple cold ones, couple 40 ounces back in my room and I'm going to smoke a nice blunt. Uh, he's like, you're welcome to come with me if you want to hang out. <laughs> and I said, I said, uh, I said, I said, well, I really appreciate that, man. I wish I could. I said, but I actually have to take the tapes of the interview we just shot back to to VH1 and transcribe. He's like, oh, that's cool, man. I just thought I'd throw it out there. And I was like, so, yeah. And then I got him down to his car and his assistant, who is female, she was silent the whole time in the elevator. Wow uh and, and there may have been you may have said some other stuff i can't remember like what are you listening to blah, blah, blah. so and then then that was that so but I, who else
6: do you know in the world who wouldn't have ditched work i would have ditched work yeah yeah if, yeah I, no matter matter why, why, like, I would have been like yeah okay see you later <laughs> just like i'm two hours late back to work but this is means- i didn't know
0: and, and there's no there's no disrespect towards michael Stipe but i didn't know if he was it's been said that maybe yeah. he's gay or bisexual. So I didn't know if he was like kind of like hitting, on, hitting on me or he just thought I was like some cool guy. He wanted, he wanted to hang out with Probably I a, little
6: know. I Probably know. a little of both. I don't know.
0: But, <laughs> but I had the opportunity to hang out in, Michael yeah, Stipe's like hotel room, room Stipe, apparently just with R-B-M him and thing. beers and and weed and weed. and uh, <laughs> I I, I didn't do and it
2: taking drugs say no to drugs I'm kidding I'm just kidding yeah I'm the bottom, bottom line is just, he
6: wouldn't have invited me I don't but
0: think. I I remember specifically he <laughs> referred he referred to it as a blunt and forties yeah which and is and just so nineties
6: oh we yeah. oh old English yeah old English in in college.
2: When when we were first hanging out in New York City, we used to get those 40s. Remember that? Yeah, I do remember. What that. what
6: forties did you get? Because we got old English in college yeah, old English was one and we got
2: another one that I Mark, do you remember the name that me and Rob Fiorentino used to like? There was one. Um, I'm trying yeah. to I I don't know. I we gotta we're gonna research that for next time. What, what were the one ones that name? what
0: were the ones that Snoop and Dre Dre drank? Uh the the it was the
6: O.E.? Didn't they do old forty five. Cold forty five.
5: Cold forty five. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah cold, cold forty
2: five. So we, one that we really liked, and I know that when the Del- when we heard they were going out of business, uh, I think Mark, uh, Rob, and I went out and bought every one we could find in any deli. That's a New right. York term. Um, I got I, Gene Simmons. We're talking about Ace and Gene. I know you got a lot of Ace stories. How about a Gene Simmons story?
0: Uh yeah, I got a number of Gene Simmons stories. Um, like a, I, I could go old, on and on. Not like a
2: it. not a new Gene Simmons story, like an old VH1. Uh, you you
0: taking story. me to his birthday party and sitting with Gene at his birthday party. You Remember? I don't know right. if you remember that. There's that. I I do, I'll tell that the one where the VH. Speaking of VH1, we interviewed Paul and Gene for VH1. I've said this on Facebook before, but after the interview, it was a, a similar thing where. Where the interview ended and I got a picture with Paul. He left. This is 90, 95, actually, right before the unplugged. And um, then Gene, afterwards, he was the same thing. He's like, What are you doing now? I was like, <laughs> I was like, and this is Gene Simmons in, in a hotel. Maybe even been this. It wasn't the and same. You were already
2: at the hotel. Just yeah, watching. yeah. The is.
0: interview was done, and he had done an interview, he and Paul, for the 70s documentary that, that VH1 was doing. And he was like, well, hang out. Have a seat on my couch. And so – uh, me and Robert Katz, who was an executive producer at VH1, sat down, and and I had like long, kind of blondish, you know, grungy you hair.
6: Like, you look like Kurt Cobain. And like you yeah, really it was like you a look like Kurt Cobain. Like,
0: yeah, you you're and you're and not like decided, was,
2: again, Mark, except it's just a little darker.
0: Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and then he started asking me questions. He was like, "So, what do you think of Rage?" Oh well, Tom Morello, he just called me yesterday, and, he, and then he'd be like, he's like, what about this guy Maynard from Tool? You, do you like him? Do you like him? What? What about him? And then, and then he was like, and then, then he was like, he's like, you know what I got? And I was like, what? He's like, I happen to have a recording of Kurt Cobain doing "Going Blind," and I was like, I was like, oh well, the Melvins have a version of that and I said and Kurt produced that record but it was it was uh he didn't actually produce that song but he produced the rest of the record he was like he was like yeah it's Kurt Cobain singing with the Melvins and they're doing Going Blind and I I think he, he he may was have been mistaken. He, I think mistaken. he may have been mistaken because if that were true that's never surfaced and I've never I've googled it I've read it tried to read it online but maybe according to Gene Simmons there is a recording out there of Kurt doing "Going Blind" as opposed to bu- buzz, buzz, like an alternate version, which with, could exist.
2: Kurt produced. Yeah, maybe Kurt yeah. did like a. Well, well on Kurt the track. didn't produce that he song.
0: Didn't. He produced the rest yeah. of the record. But if you look at the record, that song, that song is, That's is the not. One yeah. do. Maybe yeah.
2: Kurt in a different session or something, did it pass on that? Maybe it's a completely different version of something. Or maybe Gene imagine, was just confused, which is also a possibility. But,
6: but the, the bottom line is, he was trying to uh, milk you for information. I love
2: Gene Simmons. Right. No, the key is Gene Simmons, our favorite guy in the whole world, Gene Simmons. I mean, you cannot get cooler than Gene Fn Simmons. Um, and he was trying to say... I spotted a hip dude, yeah. right. looks like Kurt Cobain, who's working for VH1, which is like the hot thing at the moment, and yeah. uh, still is, and uh, was saying, I want to hang out with this guy to find out what he likes, because he's like the 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 cool
0: factor at this point. So
2: how yes. cool is that, that
0: Gene Simmons thought you were cool? Yeah, like, and I, I also remember during the conversation with him, I said to him, <laughs> I said to him, uh so you know, there's been some rumors that Ace and Peter might show up at the Unplugged, and he was like, "You never know." Like he said that. It no, no, was no, like okay. a couple of days before. What? And I also remember I had to go to the bathroom really bad the whole time I was sitting on the couch talking yeah. to him, but I didn't want to be like, "Excuse me, while I use the bathroom." So I just <laughs> held it in and sat on the couch. <laughs> like, but I gotta pay. but um, somebody said on uh, on the the comments yeah, that said, g- "Do I have any?" Uh, uh, Todd Rundgren stories, which I don't. Um, how about you guys? Right. Any stories? Any brush well, with greatness? You know Todd I don't have
2: any Todd stories, but I know uh, I've had some BB Buell encounters. And uh, right, BB Buell uh, was <laughs> is um, Liv Tyler's mother, and Todd Rundgren is her father. Correct?
0: No, no. With Steve uh, Stephen Tyler is wait. Oh yeah, yeah, li- yeah. Li- yeah Liv no, no. Liv Tyler. That's what I meant. Live, here, here, Liv Tyler is um, B.B. Stephen's daughter, yeah. but she was raised by, by Todd Rundgren. Uh, correct. That, that's what I mean. Yeah.
2: Liv Tyler, of course, is Stephen Tyler's daughter. Let me correct that. Liv Tyler is Stephen Tyler's daughter with B.B. Buell. However, um, for a little part of her life, she was living with Todd Rundgren too.
6: The last time we ran into B.B. Buell, was it Guns N' Roses that what show? That tiny little show we went to. Where did we see them in New York City? The Hammerstein. Was it Hammerstein? Because we were I don't in the know. balcony. Do you remember? And she was right. She was kind of with us, and she turned around and like was like, "Hey."
0: Oh uh, yeah, because we had I think just interviewed her on Talking Metal shortly before.
6: Anyway, right? she was at a g&r show. I think yeah. she's good friends with Frank.
0: I think she's good. Could be. She
6: probably
2: is good friends with Hey guys, I wanna I wanna mention a couple of people that I really know. Yeah, let's but, read some uh,
0: comments and then we'll get out of here.
2: Yeah, Rich St. Van is a great dude. He uh, lives in Weehawken. He's friends with Philly from the Ace Crew and everybody. And Rich helps out with uh, tons of stuff, but Ace stuff, and stuff um and um yeah if you have any uh, questions
0: now is your time throw a comment at us because we're wrapping up here
2: david quinn david quinn is a a good buddy uh as well and rich saint van by the way if whenever you're um cool with hanging out people you know covid style uh let me know we'll hang out um david quinn two 6.2 alcohol extra strong full body pilsner yep you are correct uh, we definitely got to get into that. Now, let's see who else. See, I can only see like four comments on my screen. And it yeah, says it, we have 91 comments. And I'm going to read some names down just so I can read the names. Yeah, I can scroll Six back quite a bit. Victor but... Ruiz, who we we love Victor. documental, uh, Brian Borges, my childhood best friend. And current all-time. If somebody said, who's your best friend of all time? Brian Borges. Cherry and Michelle. I call them the marketing team. They are watching. David Arnold, who worked with us at uh, Talking Metal and one of our longtime friends, uh, Jason L. The Mask. Thank you, Jason. Well, he's going to be in a TV show with me. Michael Duno, Laura. Uh, I love her. Uh, Joe Ryan, Hank Reeves, The Vodka. Uh, Bert Gabriel's
0: watching. <laughs> Michelle. Oh, Emily Striegel's watching.
6: Yeah, a lot yeah. of people. 84. Hey.
2: A lot of people are watching. Hi.
0: Cool. All right. Um, I will end on this. And then uh, I just wanted to say that I got some inside. Delilah, this Jack might be. In- I got more names.
2: I got more names. I'm sorry, guys. We've got uh, uh, Delilah, the best photographer of all time. Uh, Jack Lawler, Tina Gresko, uh Lots of people. Lisa Colbert. Uh, Colbert or Corbett, um, one of my absolute longtime great, great friends. Uh, she was in a poison video for I Won't Forget You. Um, look at that video. Lots of, lots of cool people. And my favorite Facebook person in the whole world, his name is Jack Lawler. L A U L E R. Give him a friend request. If you want to see cool, funny posts, Jack Lawler is the guy. And he's also Jamie Ross's best friend now, too.
0: All right. So Jamie Ross uh,
2: like it, yeah, my band.
0: Yeah, Jamie Ross is in John's band. So, um, so I did want to mention that I I got some some stats. These are real stats. When uh, Apple launched uh, the podcast section of iTunes back in two thousand five, by the end of that year, there was like fifteen hundred podcasts. Mm-hmm. available on iTunes. And we were one of them, John. We were one of the first podcasts. When I say that, people don't believe me. I can tell you this this info is is absolutely correct. As of early May, this we're recording this on May 29th. So earlier this month, iTunes passed the one... It's not even iTunes anymore because they've removed the podcast off of iTunes. And now it's a podcasting app that you have to go to, Apple Podcasts. So now... The Apple podcasting app, as of early May 2020, now has over 1 million. They've passed the <laughs> 1 million mark for podcasts.
6: Everyone okay? has a podcast. Is, yeah. yeah so, so basically,
0: story. and there's, what, 330 million people in this country? Well, so, but I know that's worldwide, but I'm just saying there are 1 million podcasts now available on iTunes. And this is the weird thing. Only 26 million episodes. So that goes to tell you that most of these podcasts don't last very long. Right. Um, right. We yeah. are currently on, this is probably going to be the 872nd episode, <laughs> episode. of Talking Metal. Yeah. It's a labor of, of love. Of I'm this, so
5: proud of yeah, you guys. I, I'm proud. I am proud of how guys.
2: far we've
0: gone. And so let's and, recap
2: that fact again. So okay, go ahead. when this started, there were 1,500 podcasts in the world, and we were one of them. And yeah. this was in 2005 when we started. And then now there are over a million podcasts and everybody and their brother has a podcast. And when we did it- And their son and their many, daughter. Yeah. yeah, and their son, and, and we lasted this long. We're still doing it.
0: Right, yeah. right. and And, and, and I will different. say, it makes sense that there's over a million now because about twice a week for the last three years, people reach out to me and say, I'm starting a podcast, and it's just like I, I don't know what people want me to do when they tell me that. Jump up oh, and God, down! Oh, one more really person wrong. that <laughs> one more person that Graham Bonnet is going to be interviewed on their their podcast. You know, so so when I interview Br- Graham Bonnet, there's now 20 other podcasts no. that interview him the same. Well,
2: what week. happens? Well, here's the sad thing. I think it's like I'm not excited
0: language. for these other podcasts.
6: Come on! No, no. we are. We welcome, uh, stop it. No. There is no thumbs down <laughs> because it's not a competition. We have our fan base. You were well, one according of the to fans. our song,
2: it is. It's no, I'm joking. Yeah. What's that song? It says communication, <laughs> competition, dedication. Right. Yeah. by Rob Halford of I Judas know. Priest. So, Emily, I don't want to contradict you, but Rob Halford not- of Judas Priest wrote the Talking Metal theme song, which we played earlier. And he said, communication, competition,
0: dedication.
6: Yeah, but seriously, you guys don't have to compete with anyone. I know, we're just and,
0: and this is we're Steve, Steve Stevens, by the way. Somebody's asking who's on my shirt. He's Steve a great Stevens. guitar player. <laughs> um,
6: <laughs> but anyways. Uh, you don't have to compete with anyone. Yeah. Let everyone have their podcast. I know. Yeah, no, we, love, we love all podcasts. And we've got to be friends. Uh, I, I, don't, though, I
0: don't, though. I don't. I don't want. It's like, why? It's like, we just don't need any more podcast. Right? Which is That's why like we I'm don't so have any more bands. Yeah, we don't. There's a million million podcasts. It's like right, everyone's getting lost in the shuffle. And right. when when uh you know Graham Bonnet is on ninety different podcasts, it's like uh, it, it, it drives me insane. Yeah. Graham Bonnet is the singer of Alcatraz, if, if you're
2: not aware of that, and I guess right. he's doing a round of interviews, right? Uh, well,
0: yeah, it's like, we'll fill in the blank. You know, it could be a, a, any, anyone, yeah. but I no, just... No offense it, to Graham Bonnet. It, no, uh, yeah. I just
6: think it's a way for people to express themselves. It's no different from writing in a magazine or writing a book or whatever. You're Here's not going to limit I, authors and writing books. Oh, and yeah. Well, that's, that's the music. thing. Let's say... Emily, I'm glad you brought up
2: the word uh, author, and and the thing is, is that let's say you're somebody that went to school for journalism and and you you wanted to write a book, and then the next thing you know, you know somebody just who has like a Microsoft Word thinks they're going to be an author. That that's sort right. of, and I'm not saying that to you. I'm just yeah. saying that's how it is. it's just like if somebody has Photoshop, they're a graphic designer. Somebody yeah. bought a Canon camera, they're right. a photographer. So real photographers who Spent their whole life learning photography, are mad that some guy just went out and got an iPhone and wants to get his photo credit everywhere, and they're not real photographers. They're they're like fake photographers. If you have a drum machine, you're a producer. Um, If you have Pro Tools, light, you're an engineer. You know, I don't know. That's what listen.
6: You have nothing to prove. You are the architects. Of, we
0: are, we are, we really are. Of podcasting I'm not, we, in Hard Rock,
6: period. We
0: invented period. podcasting. John, nowadays people just- He wrote, he, he wrote, wrote the, the code. code. There was no <laughs> yeah. service that you go to yeah. to provide you an RSS feed. We yeah. we wrote our own freaking feed. I, you know, I have it's a like, picture. Oh,
6: yeah. I have a picture. I went to a someone's uh, engagement party the night- that you guys recorded your first podcast and my friends were pissed and they were like, where's Mark? And I was like, um,
0: he's inventing podcasts. I
6: said, he's recording. He's recording his first podcast and everyone at the dinner table went, what are you talking about? What is a podcast? Literally had to explain it to the entire room, what a podcast was. And everyone was like, that sounds ridiculous. And that and was in you know, look what
2: it led to. It looked yeah. it led to 800 episodes, it led to a television yeah. show on one network, it led to us guest hosting the headbanger's ball on MTV2. Our favorite show is a kid. Now, you've and always been ahead of the curve. Podcast led you, to. You've yeah,
0: always so been ahead of the curve. Well, thank you. But what's you. the next curve? That's why I'm enjoying this video thing because it's yeah, we're gonna repackage it as a podcast. But I'm so burnt out on podcasts. One million podcasts. There's 330 million people in the United States, and then there's one million podcasts. One million that's million like podcasts. I know that's worldwide, but that's like one out of every 330 people having a podcast. It's too. It's too much. It's. It's really. It's too much. And and you know, it, I don't. I just don't okay. know where. Don't tell them going. what your
6: next idea is because they'll yeah. steal it.
0: Okay. Cause it's going to happen. But yeah. they
6: won't we're steal it for 15 years. Confidential. It'll take them 15 years the to catch on Mark. So it's okay. And Z
0: man, by the way, is, is checking in. He's watching right now. Z man, you are one of the original talking metal heads and yes. we appreciate your support. You were clued into podcasts way before all the, uh, the, the <laughs> follower, the, I don't know what I want to call them. All the, uh, jumping on the bandwagon people. The past five years. So thank you for your ongoing support, Z man. And, uh, yeah, thanks to everyone for I watching. And Lynn, I always end it on a grouchy old Sharon. man note. I don't know why I do that. So <laughs> sorry for to bringing Mike it down the party.
6: tragedy, old man. No, I get it. We got
2: we got a lot of people. We we got a lot of comments. 102 comments. That's pretty many. <laughs> Correct? Oh, I like that hat, Mark. Are you auditioning for like it? Put that hat back on.
0: <laughs> Doesn't really fit on my head, but <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like, I, I, I need a haircut If too. I can't
2: do a like it gig, you can put that police looking, uh, you know, leather looking. Uh, Emily, I love when you wear those hats, by the way. You look cool. Oh, guess what? Emily, I'm not sure if you can see this, but you guys will both like this. I, I got to show something. Um, hang on once. It, it
6: drives me nuts. I, I took I can't a great picture on Facebook. What's that? It drives me nuts that I can't see the comments on Facebook. I know. Right before I (laughs) took that
2: picture of that opossum, look at this. And uh, (laughs) I just know you guys are friends with this person. This isn't them, but this is a name that reminds me
4: of someone. And I thought it was maybe not an actual name. But wait till you see this. You tell me if you can read this name. (laughs) Lost Uh.
6: on Broadway. Now look above it.
0: What? Tama Von Johnson,
6: <laughs> Tiana Von Johnson. I was gonna say, <laughs> I mean, is that related to
2: Ace Von Johnson?
6: Yeah, I don't
0: know. He's another you can catch. Probably him on about ten different podcasts no, this year.
6: I don't think Ace <laughs> does a lot of podcasts, does he? No, but I just said that
2: you guys know that guy, and I, you know, I've met him, and he's a really cool dude. But yeah, I always thought Von Johnson was like, I, I didn't know if that was an actual name, but look, I, I was no, that, that's not his real name, that's not his real name. I saw something, it says Tiana Von Johnson Lofts. I don't know if that's an apartment building or what it says, what's it say? Loft on Broadway, Tiana Von Johnson.
6: Those are a lot, and those are apartments. Fantastic, yeah. it sounds very fancy. Pat
2: PJ L- Larmark yeah, Right outside hey. there is a possum. So <laughs> if you live there, you get to hang out with miscellaneous- uh, Hey,
6: hey Mars- listen, a Mars- Wait, we need to rename it Possum Von Johnson.
2: Possum von Johnson is that a? Right.
0: Are they marsupials or rodents or both? Rodents, the rodents. No, they're
6: yes. marsupials. Don't they keep their babies in their belly?
0: Oh, I thought they were. rodents. We need to look that up. Anyways, uh, Pat PJ Larmark says you're the little Richard of podcasting. Uh, congrats, Pat, yeah, Pat, that's I, Pat. I like that. Pat, I like Pat from that. the
2: Ace Gang. Pat, hey, number it. one Ace guy. <laughs> Pat's my partner cool. in crime. We call it the BIC, and we we also have a new symbol today, which I won't go over to the audience. But Pat and I have, you know how you do these emojis? Me and right. Pat have our own because we have a special bond. John,
6: and poss- my BIC, possums are marsupials.
2: And they are. See, I was right. Marsupial. Yeah. yeah. You didn't yeah. think I might know that. Do you think yeah. John Astronomy would I know that. No, they keep their babies is? in
6: their pouches.
2: They're so yes. cute. See, yeah. an opossum right. is a marsupial.
0: Well, we'll leave it on that. Um, Victor Ruiz, uh, we're going to wrap it up right now. Is saying he interviewed Mike LePond, a great guy who's been to my house here for interviews, and you know he's frustrated because he's been on like eighty different podcasts in the last week. So yeah, I, I get it. I get it. Um, I will say this, uh, you know, Victor, who's been doing his Mars Attacks podcast for a long time, uh, you know, you look at you know, even Classic Metal Show, who we once were in at war with, now we're friends, or, you know, <laughs> Mitch Lafon, or uh Decibel Geek. The thing that makes these shows successful is there's a lot of hard work behind it. And I think uh, uh, there's a number of people out there like, oh, a podcast, anyone can do that. No, and I think we've proven that. And and to all the people doing a podcast, just just be prepared that it's not quite as easy as it looks. I'll, I'll leave it at that. And that'll be my grouchy old man segment for tonight. Um, <laughs> but I just I just wanted to say that because I'm just sick of these well, people. I'm starting a yeah. podcast.
2: <laughs> well, I used to get mad when people say, I'm a graphic designer. Yeah. And I'm not even a graphic designer. But like, and that's what makes me mad. Like, oh, you're a graphic designer, but you got a Mac computer with Photoshop. Or I'm a photographer. I work in the right. photo business. You know that. Oh makes no! Me look mad. at the
6: girls on Instagram. I'm a. Mo- they literally put oh, like yeah. model, model, a
2: model. Yeah, I'm a model. What you you, yeah. you model for? No, I no? take selfies well, what, and stuff, but no, I don't call
6: myself a model. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Well, we're we're the. <laughs> we are two people. And by the way, if you're just tuning in at this point, the whole show isn't just us. Ranting and raving. We we had Eddie O Jada from Twisted Sister on. We did a normal great interview. interview. We love had, love that. Uh, Jeremy Asbrock from Ace Frehley and Gene Simmons band on. We did a great normal interview with him. And then we leave this last. And then Mark segment. had
0: his second beer and, and went went dark.
2: Yeah yeah. Mark Mark went mean. No I'm kidding. You're still very nice. And uh, so now we do what some people like, which is the interaction really and uh, dare I say banter. Right. So if they wrote this in TV guide, they would say banter with hosts towards end of show. That's what it is. Host and people hanging out. Like Emily's Uh, Emily, you you did half of the talking metal when I wasn't even available. Like so uh, Yeah, Emily's done some great interviews. We gotta get you to do
0: another interview soon, Emily.
6: It took me about five years to do my first interview, which was with Jeff Tate.
0: Oh, Queen, yeah, because Jeff he couldn't Tate. do I it, it.
6: and I, he was yeah. finally like, "You have to do it," and I was like, "Oh yeah, God, I to, God I be you
2: Did Jeff Tate? When when I I was going to mention this to Eddie, but the, uh, my first ever rock and roll concert was uh, uh, Queen's Reich opening for Twisted Sister in nineteen
0: eighty two. You yeah. always say eighty two, but then eighty three. It's eighty three. When, when, when you right, spoke with Jeff Tate, I remember he said that must have been eighty three.
2: Yeah, no, he was correct.
0: It was yeah. eighty three. I say eighty
6: two. I've had to go back and listen to that interview though with Jeff Tate. That was my first interview and one of my favorite interviews I've ever done. It's absolutely hysterical. What Jeff? Different than he's ever been in any interview. I'm telling you. Like I think my weirdness and my uh, naivety set him off, and he just kind of was laughing. And he's usually not like that in interviews. Yeah, so.
0: he, he can. He can sometimes. I mean, it depends. He can sometimes be. Uh, a little straight you know
6: you, you know what emily and i
2: think even before you interviewed jeff tate you met jeff tate because weren't you at the gibson guitar showroom with us I, when we had jeff tate there and then there was that liberace piano i don't
0: Remember think she no was there She wasn't? Uh, yeah and it
2: must have been a different day because i know i have pictures of uh M- jeff tate with the gold piano but i think emily i have pictures of you with that mirrored piano like the yeah uh, mirror ball piano
6: you have a picture of me with, with the piano in that entryway, but I don't think it was when Jeff was there.
2: Oh, ah, okay. It must have been a different day. But yeah, different. yeah guys, right. I thought I was going to look overweight, as they say, with this shirt on, This is an old <laughs> shirt. But uh, I, I think you cannot tell if I'm overweight. Quarantine
6: you Your quarantine 10? Your quarantine 10 is not showing.
2: Yes, but I definitely have it, guys. All I do is drink
4: Coca-Cola.
6: Quarantine and, 10. Um, yeah, quarantine. let's all get up and show our quarantine ten. Oh, all right, no, I'm, just <laughs> I'm gonna
4: hold it. Look at this.
2: <laughs> no matter what it is, if I can press it,
6: do it, John. Let's just suck it in. Soaker room. All right. It. Yeah. All right, man. Right
4: there. Look at that. Dude, you look great, yeah. John. You're ripped.
6: You look fantastic. <laughs> do I? You I love, love you look at that mind. abs. I got to get you <laughs> back over here and fatten you up with some good meals. I know.
2: Here's what All I right. need, people. So, I'm going to say it right now. I need, I need uh, the lifestyle lift. That's when they go in here and they suck this out.
0: Lifestyle lift? Okay.
2: I need Wait, to look is like that this.
6: what it's called? It has an actual name? Yeah, it's called the knife. Yeah, a couple life- people got killed,
2: but uh, forget about them. It's a small percentage. They, they suck this out. Wait, they
6: take the they gobbler suck- out? They Somebody said
0: John needs to list himself as an Instagram model. <laughs> <laughs> I'm an oh, influencer. Said Victor Wait. said that.
6: So tell me, they take I, the I gobbler, be they take the turkey yeah, gobbler. Yeah, get that right out. They, get they the turkey gobbler and they pull it up.
2: Mm-hmm. And the- I need it. Right. And then right. I need like, uh, <laughs> look, oh, you don't want to see this yet, but I need. I got. They need. They. Uh, you know. I need. The, I need to fill this in a little bit. You know? <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right
6: get the gobbler let's get the gobbler we'll go <laughs> to the deli we'll eat a turkey gobbler and then we'll get our gobblers taken out
2: mm-hmm. all right
6: and we'll get some Guys, more
2: hair. my hair does not normally look like this look i can you know if i push it all down john that's what oh i'm my right
6: god doing. you got bangs
2: john yeah, got I bangs bang. yeah somehow now i have bangs i don't know all right so john we started
6: with yeah, uh, a little
0: lights on She's, i do
6: like, muting me mark is mute- muting no
0: me. it's on mike's on Hello, hello. Testing we, we can we can hear you. Can you hear us?
6: You can't hear us. Hello?
4: Yeah, it's on. I don't know.
0: I haven't done anything differently.
6: It shows that we're talking. Look, the yellow.
0: Yeah. Cool. I don't know what happened to the audio there at the end, but are we still live?
4: We're still live. Hey, oh, okay. Thanks everybody for watching. Take care.